and was only suitable for people aged 18 or over will almost certainly have an adult theme and might well contain sex or violence which are quite graphic. It may also contain explicit language, including sexual swear words. Thanks for listening. Uh, but here's what his revelation comes to him. He's kind of got all this stuff, like, uh, touching, wiping, mourning of the animals. Not wiping, whipping. whipping. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, not touch, also not touching. I am, I am dyslexic. I, I hope I'm not having like, a stroke. Do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! And an atheist almost always become supporters of eugenics and abortion. A swine is hungry for nuts. Jesus hates him too. Satan is real. Being a Satanist is an open declaration of revolt against counterproductive received wisdom and mindless rogue traditions. Decapitate her head off. We're done. Done. We're done. Obama! Welcome to the Godless Revolution. I'm Dan Ellis. And I'm sitting here with my main man, Mr. Four-Eyed Firefighting Ryan. Fucking A right you are. With his porn stash. Yeah, it's coming in uh, <laughs> delightfully right now. If you say so. <laughs> hey, it takes time to get this thing looking pretty. I it's don't know why I decided stash, to grow. It's It is. It's, it's, it's the maximum amount, of, maximum amount of facial hair I'm allowed to grow as a firefighter. <laughs> a porn stash with the flavor saver even. Yes. It just, it looks too rapey without it. Oh, does it? Yeah. <laughs> it looks too rapey without it. Yeah. You, okay. I did nick, I do nickname it the creeper though. <laughs> Cause it creeps people out. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. But I never get ID'd. Like last time I grew out a big bushy walrus mustache. Uh-huh. Never got fucking ID'd. Never had ID'd at the liquor store or at the bar or at any restaurant. Shave it off. I get ID'd everywhere. Hmm. Like I'm the same guy that was here buying a bottle of whiskey from you two days ago. <laughs> Do you not recognize me now? I got ID'd at the where were we? Oh, we were at uh, fucking Hoppers the other night having some beers and dinner, and the the server asked for my ID, and I was like, "Well, well thank you." <laughs> She's like, "What are you talking about? Why are you thanking me? You're not that old." <laughs> and in my mind, I'm thinking that old. You're not that old. And then I, and so then I said to her. Well, I am double the legal drinking age, yeah. so I appreciate you asking me. Thanks. I had gotten ID at a roadside place where we're hiking and gotten a beer and a burger there, and she asked for my ID, and I was probably 22. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I gave it to her. She goes, holy shit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you were way older than this. <laughs> I'm like, then why the fuck did you ID me? In the back of my head, I'm going, well, I thought you were cute before you said that. <laughs> oh, don't cry. Don't cry. You look fat when you cry. And I was like, well, I've been, I've been, <laughs> I've been losing my hair since I was 20. I can't, I wish I could remember the name of the comedian who said that. There's a, there's a comedian who that's part of his stand-up. He's like, like, oh, don't cry. Come on, don't cry. No, stop crying. You look fat when you cry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. But we are not joined in studio tonight by Mr. Matt. Even though he promised. Well, I don't know that he promised. He said he, no. he, he, said said he would probably, maybe, possibly, definitely, and, maybe be here. But he had external circumstances that... Did not allow him to be here tonight. Yeah, I got a text message from so I was in I was in the office today and in meetings all fucking day. I'll be doing that again on Thursday. I, I'm so excited about it, I can hardly contain myself. But uh so just when I happened to check my phone late in the afternoon, I saw 
first I saw a text message from you that said, I trust you were contacted by Matt or yeah. something like that. Because we know Matt's not technically advanced all the time, so <laughs> I know he doesn't do group text. And I'm like, well, did he text just me or did he text Dan as well? <laughs> so, so then I look and indeed I did have a text from Matt that said something like, uh, he wasn't going to be able to make it because, and it just said, sorry, not going to be able to make it car totaled on Saturday or like, something. And I was like, oh shit. By the way, Matt's also very vague in texts. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're sweet and to the point, but then you have to ask more questions. So, so I just replied, I was like, oh shit, you know, cars totaled. I hope everybody's okay. Yeah. So I replied and said, well, you know, I hope everybody's okay. Hope nobody got hurt. And he replied and said that Danielle broke her hand pretty good. So that sucks. Yeah. I, d I still don't know exactly what happened. Uh, but, uh, then he said that he was going to try to Skype in tonight. Then I got an email from him later that said that their doctor appointment ran late and he didn't have a microphone. <laughs> so he sent along some sound clips yes. for us of him, of him matizing some news. Which articles. So you will get your daily, weekly dose of weekly, Matt. <laughs> weekly dose of the Matt. Uh, or if you listen to the same podcast every day for the whole week, you, it's a daily <laughs> dose. <laughs> sure. Put it on repeat every day. <laughs> there we go. You can just trim out his little clips. Uh, but he sent us three news stories that yes. we can play. And they actually sound really good for not having a microphone. Yeah. I'm not sure how he, how he recorded just them. the computer speaker underneath a blanket. And, I don't know. I don't know what he did. He just include I I wasn't expecting anything from him tonight after he said that he yeah. couldn't Skype and then he sent us these three sound clips in and in his email he says so I'm hoping these can be played during the show for a more organic feel and balanced in post but if not I understand have a great show and happy Halloween throw in a limey from me to Dave Morris at some point <laughs> so there you go limey Dave Morris <laughs> and actually speaking of limey Dave Morris. Uh, he sent us in an email as well. Let me get to that over here on. I think he's one more down. Up, 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 up. up, up. up. There hey! it is. Yay. Uh, it's a rather lengthy email. I'll just address the top portion of it in tonight's episode. And then I'll, I'll probably just send you a reply, Dave. Uh, but it says, Hey, and, and I, I would put on a sexy British accent because Dave's got a great voice. But... Yeah. But you're not sexy. No, and and I can do a decent British accent, but I can't do it justice, especially when it's Dave's voice. So uh, Dave says, hey, what will you talk about when the election is over? The well, usual. We're going to be getting back on atheist-related topics. We'll still be doing the new stuff and bashing Trump from time to time. All but... of the heinous fuckery that yeah. happens around religion. I mean, there's probably a lot of preachers out there that have been raping kids and we just haven't had time to talk about it and as part of a transition into or, or from politics more into atheism this evening we have lined up some articles dealing with donald trump and religion slash bullshit so that that will be a nice transition yeah as we move forward. Not to say in two weeks there won't be some more fuckery going on in politics mm -hmm. that we will most likely be talking about. Yes, the election is what? Two weeks. Two weeks away. From today. Yes. Fuck me. Two weeks. We are recording on Tuesday, yeah. October 25th. Yes. 
This is episode 129, by the way. Holy shit. Our Halloween episode. You know that shit ain't real. <laughs> what? Me going, Well, that's real. Yeah. But the guy that's standing in the corner right now with the sheet on, he's not real. Well, he's there. <laughs> but he's not a ghost. It's oh. just, it's Creepy Harold. I don't know what the uh. fuck. Go away, Creepy Harold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've we've got some stuff lined up. From Donald Trump and religious yeah. nutbags who think that God has called him to be our next president. Yeah. It's funny how God calls all of these Republican candidates and then shits all over their campaigns yeah. for some reason. Like, I would expect Donald Trump's campaign to be like, wow, he's the first president to be at 100% of the ratings. Instead of like, <laughs> oh, you're, 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 what, 10 points behind now? And why would, why, why would God pick such a flawed fucking vessel? Yeah. Oh, because he's more relatable than no people. People can relate to a fucking billionaire. billionaire. Are you shitting me? Who's been rich his entire fucking life? Born with a silver fucking spoon, Mister Billionaire, who is so relatable. Yeah, <laughs> because everybody runs their own fucking TV talk yeah. show and owns properties all over the place and has a string of failed businesses behind them and has their own private Boeing seven forty seven with gold fucking toilets in it and likes to grab women by the pussy. Well, that's not akin to just rich people. Though. I just kind of some... hammered that whole thing, didn't I? <laughs> We're on a roll, and I'm like, grab him by the pussy. Well, he, I mean, there's a lot of perverts that are, like, not rich that do that as well. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm but sure there are. being rich allows you to grab the pussy and get away with it. Hmm. Right, right. So I went to a Tool concert last night. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Uh, my kids got me... A ticket to the Tool concert that your, for Father's Day. Yeah. I remember when you talked about that on the shows. Yeah. That was my Father's Day gift from the kids. And uh, they could only afford two tickets. And since Tool isn't exactly my daughter's favorite and my son <laughs> is much more into them than she is, he went to the concert with me last night. And I had a great time. Uh, as we left the concert, my son turned to me and said, that's one of the loudest concerts I've ever been to. <laughs> and I thought, okay, it's not just me. It's not just, you know, if it's too old, if it's too loud, you're too old. Cause it was fucking, fucking loud, man. Like I could feel my clothing vibrating on my yeah. body as I was standing there listening to the music and that's, watching it on stage. That's the way a rock concert should be. It, and it, it was a great show. Uh, the, the lighting was awesome. The set was really cool. They had, you know, videos projected up onto, this giant screen that kind of yeah. wrapped around. Um, one thing that I thought was kind of weird is that Maynard came out in like full police SWAT riot gear kind of outfit, which is like helmet and face yeah. shield and all. And he just stayed toward the back of the stage, like in the shadows the whole time. Like mainly all you saw was his silhouette as he was singing and moving around and stuff. Never well, once came to the center stage, never got under the spotlight. Maybe the actual reason why he was standing back so far is a roadie fucked up and he only had like a five foot long XLR cable and he had to stand really close to where he had to plug into. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's a possibility. Like, but you would think that they could swap that out for another cable or. Yeah, they, they ran out. It was, um, uh, 
hot deal on them 20 footers everybody bought them <laughs> and they had some longer <laughs> ones but they just give way too much feedback and yeah. there's too much yeah. too much noise introduced there's, in the line so it's a weird latency with those <laughs> no it was a great show i i had a fantastic fucking time but it was just really weird how he just kind of stayed in the background yeah. So I wonder if, I mean, having the SWAT gear on like that was more of a political protest or some sort of statement he was trying to make with that. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, usually he doesn't try to make a statement with what he wears. It's usually trying to, I think he I think he dresses the way he dresses and acts the way he acts on stage to get that reaction. Yeah, it's it, it, they're usually very eclectic outfits yeah. accentuating his eccentricity. Yeah, but... That's more of like an introverted type thing to do, like completely covered from head to toe and staying in the shadow. Yeah. Yeah, it was – well, and that's part of the lyrics it's, of one of their songs is in the shadows. And, yeah. But, it, yeah, it was just – I don't know. It was it was strange. And then they, they played a whole bunch of songs and then they took a 15-minute intermission. And so everybody, you know, went and got beers and peed and whatever. They came back and I believe after the intermission they only played one song. And then – and did the show. Wow. <laughs> I thought, I thought, well, that, so they, well, and, and so during the 15 minutes, I thought, okay, well, he must be doing like a costume change and he's going to come out and he'll yeah. take center stage and be in something else or whatever. But no, he was still wearing the same like, thing and still stayed in the shadows. And then I think they played one song and it, like, don't they get, they were done. Intermission means like the halfway point. I, <laughs> I would have guessed so. Or maybe it has to issue with, I've heard Utah has some strange rules with as far as concerts and the length they're allowed to play at night. Yeah. Yeah, they can't go very late. Be- so they, yeah. they could have been on that 15-minute break, and someone could have said, oh, by the way, you got time for one more song. Like, what? Like, we're only halfway through our set. <laughs> it, I wouldn't be surprised by that. But honestly, when the intermission sign came on, I thought, like, in my head, I thought, God, this is going to be a long fucking yeah. concert. Like, they've been on stage for a long time already. Like- if this is the halfway point... I might have to just go because <laughs> by then it was close to 11 and I'm thinking, I got to get up at 5 to drive to fucking – to drive to the office yeah. tomorrow. So. It sounds about right because most concerts only go till about 1130. Yeah. It was it was, it was was a long show, but it was a lot of fun. So they, they took an intermission for their encore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was strange. And then, you know, so they, they did the song and then the drummer threw his drumsticks out into yeah. the audience and the guitarist started throwing out picks and stuff and – and you're and like, I wait, thought, you need that. And I thought, well, that's strange. Why are you doing that right now? It's like yeah. you're ending the show. And sure, shit, they, they were. were. Like, and they all came out and everybody's going crazy and clapping yeah. and everything. And they're hugging each other. And I thought, well, surely they'll at least come out for an encore. And then, like, the lights came on. Yeah. And when the lights come on, you're like, yeah, they're, they think yeah. they're done. Yeah. Well, and I saw them walking off behind the stage. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I well, guess how long they're really they, leaving. Did they play for at least an hour? Or Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, an average concert, like the headliner, like they play for a good hour, hour and a half. That's a good show. Oh, it was at least an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And they play for like two hours. It's like, holy fuck, these guys rock. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting tired by the end of the concert and my ears were close to bleeding. So fucking loud. I've had, I've had a few concerts where I've left it and like the next day I'm like, I still hear it. Oh yeah. Well, and, and uh, as we're leaving the house or just before we left the house, I thought, oh shit. We should get some hearing protection. No, they need to look old. And you never, that that's something I never think about until it's like, oh, we're leaving right now. Yeah. I should have gotten some kind of hearing protection. and I no. didn't. So I'm sure I've lost some, some portion some, of my hearing. Some decibels are gone. Yeah. The, the high pitched ones, I'm sure. <laughs> Cause it was fucking, it was yeah. loud as fuck, man. 
This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. There is a tattoo I've been meaning to get for years, and I keep pussing out on it, and uh, I do want to get it eventually, but I want to get a tattoo of Muhammad. You know, uh, not, not, not just Muhammad, that'd be inflammatory. You know, I, I, I would put him on the back of a milk carton, right? And, and then it would say, have you seen me? See? So it's a clever way to do it. Uh, we've got some housekeeping to take care of. Last yes. week we mentioned that we had an email from listener Jesse James. He heard us on that episode, actually, and sent us in a follow-up email as well. Uh, but his first email... Uh, let me get over my over to my notes here. His first email says, Dear Godless Heathens, I have been listening to a few of your podcasts and plan on listening to all, or listening to them all, so forgive me if you have already broached the subject. As skeptics and logical thinkers, how do you deal with the misanthropy associated with not being an ignorant, fact-assuming, hate-spewing dipshit? I have found it's it it it's hard sometimes. <laughs> uh, he continues and says, "I have found that not assuming I know everything about everything and having to actually think about what I think about makes me very upset with the rest of humanity and their lack of intelligence." With this election and the impending holiday season, I feel the need to hibernate until January so I don't blow a fucking cerebral gasket. They all make my head hurt. Can you go postal with logic as your only ammo? Help! I don't have a podcast to fire the logic from. I'm an un- I am unarmed with a pocket full of bullets, and I'm surrounded by religious zombies, and they are out of brains. <laughs> so in, in the second email he sent us, he kind of gives a little more background on him. It's, it's quite lengthy. I don't know if we need to read that one specifically. But he goes through his family's really religious, and he's raising kids, and he's, rela- he's raising them in an atheist household. And they're cool with it. But his family isn't, and he still has to function around his family at holidays and all his family functions where they like to pray before opening gifts and do all the stuff that's some some fuckery. Mm-hmm. Which isn't fun all the time. But I know my my tactic has always been when I'm talking with guys or people who are very religious and they're not getting off of their soapbox of it. And it sounds like you already know a lot about religion, I'm guessing, from the sound of your email. You were raised in a religious household. You've you've been around it for quite a while, so you know a lot of their talking points. So knowing a lot of their talking points, if you can take their talking point and get them to turn it on its back on their own, by just simply talking to them and talking them through it, and getting them to say what you are wanting them to say on their own. So that way you're not attacking them, just asking them questions. Ask them questions that lead them down a certain path where they're going to be like, oh shit, yeah, you know what, that's kind of... That's kind of bullshit. I never thought about it like that. I mean, just by asking someone else questions and getting them to think on it and mentally go through it themselves, sometimes gets them to a realization that, wow, this is fucked up. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it, it depends. It depends on my mood and the audience <laughs> that, that I'm speaking with, right? Like, there are some people that I don't know, and for whatever reason. They feel like they know me much better than they clearly do. And they'll, you know, they'll come on my Facebook timeline and make whatever shitty comment or or do whatever shitty thing. They'll send me a message, whatever. And usually for those people, I do not, I respond in kind. 
more often than not. Like if they're a shitty fucking human being to me, when You're, I've never heard from this person before, I don't know who the fuck they yeah. are. I couldn't tell them from Adam and they come on my timeline and they say some horrendous shit to me. I respond in kind more often than not. You know, if they're a giant asshole, then I'm a bigger asshole. And I, I don't think I am by any means the smartest guy around, but I know a few things and I, I can word things pretty well, especially if I'm typing and have some time to think about yeah. it. And more often than not, I'll send them a response and then I never hear anything from them again <laughs> because they don't want to deal with me anymore. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm happy with yeah. that because I, I was living a fine and happy life before they entered my life with their shitty attitude or bullshit thing that they posted. And I will be even happier knowing that I won't hear from them again. Yeah. So that's how I deal with people like that. Uh, family but and friends. See with I know with with family with me with my I've talked about my very religious aunt on here before and we have come to an understanding that when we're when it's a family function and we're all around that it's hey we're not going to bring this stuff up like we're family let's just be civil with each other we don't need any arguments about this we don't need to go crazy postal on this I know whatever I say to you isn't going to change your mind and you already know whatever you say to me is not going to change my mind so why waste any breath on it so we've kind of come to that agreement in our family with that. Um, being that you're the, see, in my family, my aunt's the lone one out. She's the religious one, a bunch of, bunch of heathens and non-believers. <laughs> so your situation is a little different because you're the, the heathen uh, uh, amongst a bunch of believers, which makes it harder because they might not be so willing not to be giant dick be, bags. Yeah. Or they might not hold back on it and try to do a live and let live type thing where it's like, you know, if you just let me be and stop criticizing me for my life and that kind of stuff, I won't call you a fucking dipshit. Yeah. And, and me with my family and friends, um, I'm with my family. I, it just kind of is a non-starter. It's, it's mm -hmm. a non-subject. You, you know, we've, we've gotten to the point where they know my thoughts and feelings and views and I know theirs. And I think, a lot of the time they're terrified of even talking to me about it because they know that my response will more than likely be damaging to their faith. And so they don't ever bring it up. You know, like my dad has yeah. started going to church again and he hasn't really talked to me about it at all. Because he knows what he, he has say. Yeah. You know, it's uh, apparently to him, it's this hugely important thing that he feels is so important that he has to share it with my children, but knows that he won't, but, but he doesn't either doesn't have the, the nerve or the intelligence or the knowledge to do it in front of me while he's speaking to my children so that I can counter whatever he says. He pulls them away yeah. and discusses it privately with them and gives them, you know, the Mormon, the, the, the book, book of Mormon yeah. and the doctrine and covenants and, 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 you know, gives them the whole Mormon quad thing. And tells them that they should read it and it's important. And, you know, he goes to church every Sunday, but he won't talk to me about it as, as his only living child. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. why? I mean, if it's that important and his faith is that true, he should have all of that on his side going for him, right? Mm -hmm. He should be fucking excited and ecstatic to share this truth with me. Yeah. He should know, he should have the understanding and the truth 
the, the powerful truth of his church on his side. He shouldn't be afraid of any inquiries that I would make, any questions I could make, any criticisms that I would offer should all be easily shot down if he is a member of the one true religion and the one true faith and that he knows all about it and can defend it. But he fucking can't. And so he doesn't. And he probably knows that his grandchildren aren't going to confront him on it, even though your your kids are very intelligent. And I know your daughter has jumped on the bandwagon of following in your footsteps and being a activist and different stuff. But he probably knows, hey, Dan's going to confront me on this, <laughs> but his kids won't. Gray and Lydia may not, but I'm sure that my son would. My grandkids may not because I'm still grandpa to them. Yeah. But – it, yeah, that's the part of this that bothers me so much, though, is that if he, that if he did know that the religion was true and if he did have truth on his side, there should be no question that yeah. he should be talking to everybody about it. And every argument against it would be easily defended if yeah. it were the one true church. You know, if it, if it, if it had that standard of truth, there would be no question about yeah. it. Yeah. It could withstand any challenge, any inquiry, and it clearly can't. And you hear this coming from the LDS church leaders who say, doubt your doubts before you doubt your faith. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? I should be able to have these doubts and come to you as one of the leaders of the church and express my doubts and say, what about this? And you should be able to give me instantly, instantly as a leader of the church, an answer that would well, that would squash those fears or those concerns. Instead of saying, you need to pray on it. Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to provide an answer that would easily reconcile any issues that I would yeah. have with your church. And the fact that they can't is really telling. Yeah. And I also think that when, when talking to people on this subject or, or any subject for that matter, sometimes taking the fire brandy David Silverman approach isn't always the best to go straight at him with, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it works. I love David Silverman's approach on things. He, he gets shit done, but sometimes you need to take that approach and talk to them civilly and calmly and in a manner in which you seem non-threatening and you're not attacking them. Don't give them any reason to think you're attacking them on their faith and get them to open, talk openly about it. But as soon as someone ever says to me, well, Satan put that there to test you, I'm like, I'm done. Because you're going <laughs> to use that as an excuse for everything and you're not going to talk about anything in any logical manner when you start saying satan did it see and i've and i've never heard david say you're a fucking idiot to somebody well, who's no. religious. he's very no. and that's ju that's just it too is that people say he's a he's a dick or he's an asshole and i've never seen him be a dick or an asshole to somebody he's very plain spoken he's not going to pull any punch like if, yeah if if what you're saying is nonsense he'll say it he'll tell you that's nonsense yeah it's a scam religion is a scam you're a victim of a scam you should realize that it's not true and here's why but people because they're so because their religious identity is such a, a huge part of who they are it becomes a part of who they are yeah. it's not just what they believe it is it is who they are and they're for a lot of people and so when you when you tell them that part of who they are is nonsense, they react really poorly to that. Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of going with that approach. Most people take that as an attack on them. You're not right. trying to attack them, but the way that person is going to perceive that is as, well, you're attacking me now. Yeah. And as soon as someone perceives you as attacking them, they're going to shut down. Yeah. So what I do with my other religious family members, and it hasn't always been this way, I, I – when I first was out as an atheist, I 
much like you, Jesse, went through the very angry stage and <laughs> and was just like, religion is bullshit and you're all fucking stupid and why do you believe this and who the fuck are you to tell me what to do and why are you taking 10% of my money and you're all kid fuckers and, and rapists and you're abusing people and it's all a scam and this is bull. Yeah, so I, I went through all of that rampagey stuff a while ago and I still, I mean, it, it all really still pisses me off. But I've also learned that approaching people with who are believers with with that kind of attitude isn't going to help anybody no. really. You know, it it can help push the Overton window to a side so that then somebody else who comes along who is a little who who takes a softer approach may be able to get through to them a little easier. So it's still a valuable tool sometimes for some people and in some situations, but it's not something that I want to use as a as a general rule as as I yeah, discuss I, I, things with people especially family members who I want to maintain a relationship with or or a one-on-one conversation with somebody that you know you might have they, maybe they were, maybe they would come around if you talked to them in a in a certain manner but as soon as you go after them as hard as you can I think people just shut down whenever you take that approach yeah and with my with my family members like I said we we've kind of come to an understanding with each other right they know that they, you know, if, if anybody asks me a question, I'll happily answer it for yeah. them. And I do it nicely. And, you know, like my grandmother actually one day, a couple of years ago, when I was over at her house, started asking me questions. And after a few questions, she just stopped because I think she was afraid of the answers that, <laughs> that I was going to give. Right. But, you know, she just asked me like, so you're an atheist? What does that even mean? And it was nice because she's actually asking me yeah. questions instead of saying, you believe this or you do this. Yeah. Which is, which is key also when we're talking to religious people. You know, I, I try to not make the mistake of assuming that I know exactly what they think because everybody's religion is personal to themselves, yeah. right? Everybody believes in a certain set of whatever church they follow or preacher they listen to or pastor who they learn from, they all pick and choose what they believe. Yeah. That's why there are so many denominations and so many churches around. So I always try the Socratic method with people. You know, if they want to have a discussion, I start asking them probing questions about what they believe and why they believe it. And, you know, usually that goes pretty well and, and it gives them something to think about. Um, you know, with my LDS family members, they'll start asking me questions about why I don't believe. And I'll start asking them questions about why they do believe. Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask them questions about, well, did you know that, you know, church, church doctrine teaches this? And I'll spout off some fucking crazy thing about the LDS church, like, that God lived somewhere in outer space and traveled to Earth yeah. to impregnate Mary himself and on, had physical sex with her. Like, this do you know that the church star teaches that? The <laughs> or, or do you know that Joseph Smith had multiple wives? Because yeah. for a long time, and LDS arrests. people didn't know these things. Yeah, and that yeah, that he was arrested for being a con artist. Yeah. Um, that you know the bring up the Kinderhook plates or the Book of Abraham. You know all of these real big problems with the LDS faith. Or, or even the Noachian flood that yeah. I still don't know how anybody fucking believes that bunch of nonsense, but you start asking questions about that and they'll either leave with more to think about and we'll come back to you with more questions or they'll just drop it because it's fucking scary to them. Yeah. They're terrified that they're going to lose their faith and coming from the religious mindset of a lot of people, it's if they lose their faith, 
what so they're 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 in this mindset of being religious and that if they don't believe in god that they may go to hell or if you're or if you're lds you won't get to the celestial kingdom yeah. or you may end up in outer darkness right and they don't want that so they don't want they don't want to have any doubt creep into their mind they want to live in a little bubble where they can continue at least pretending to believe most of what yeah. they think they believe in their head and they and they just you know the the LDS church has this thing of you know take your doubt and put it in a box and put it on a shelf and think about it later pray about it whatever that's a big cellar full of fucking shelves with boxes on it so, so yeah they they just kind of put it on a shelf and they and they try not to think about it and so if you start challenging those ideas they'll either get really upset or they'll just stop and hopefully You've planted a seed that will grow yeah. and their doubt will grow and they'll go and talk to their religious leaders and they'll start doing their own research and, and, and looking into these things. But if you want to maintain a relationship with your family, just try to be open about it. You know, be who you are, be honest, mm -hmm. but be, be as kind as you can be. You don't, you don't need to be an asshole unless you're responding in kind, which I said <laughs> I do. So, and, and if they're just being assholes, Try to be nice initially, but if it's just not working, then then do what feels right for yeah. you. Do what do what makes you better as a per or feel better as a person. You know, do do what helps you get through the day, knowing that you have to deal with these people going forward. That if they're family members, they're always going to be family members, whether you choose yeah. to associate with them or not. They're always going to be somebody you're related to. So you'll have to weigh the pros and cons and and decide if you want to maintain a relationship with them or not, and hopefully you can, and it will be something where you can at least be friendly, if not, yeah. if not close. And if you can be civil, that's, you know, prefer. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and by remaining civil and keeping a dialogue going, it, it, it helps so that, you know, maybe one day they will have doubts and they'll feel like they can come to you as a trusted source. Yeah. As, as somebody who will listen to their concerns and can give them information they may not have. So hopefully it will be a plus for everybody. Yeah. Hopefully, I hope that answers your question a little bit. And hopefully we didn't confuse you at all. I'm sure that was confusing as hell in some parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know. Yeah. And thanks for sending us the message, Jesse. It's, Always happy to hear from fans of the show. So. It's, and sometimes if it comes down to it and you just need to pull out your, your nuclear bomb, just take that deep breath Raise your hand and lift one finger and walk away. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's tough. You know, I, I've, I've had several friends who've had really bad experiences with their family. Uh, they've later reconciled and things are going well or, mm. or they've just, they've tried and their family just repeatedly shits on them and yeah. they've just walked away. And that's, you know, I've, I've done that with, I don't know that I've done that with any family members. I have done it with a few friends where you just realize that, you know, family is what you make it. Family, yeah. family are the people you choose to associate with. That's those, those are people are my family. The people that support me, that love me, that care about me, that I want to hang around and that don't drag me down, that I feel like and, I'm the best person I can be when I'm in their company. And they're not necessarily blood related. Right. Yeah. Most, most best friends aren't blood related. <laughs> <laughs> Although I have a good relationship with my family, I love my family. But then again, I I come from a very lucky side of the tracks, I guess, with the religion part of it. I grew up in a very non-religious household, so so you were fortunate. I was fortunate. 
but then I came to a state and was in the military with a lot of really religious fucking people. And I was like, holy <laughs> fuck. This is, I read about this in books. <laughs> this exists. This is fucking frightening. Holy fuck. I got to do something about this. <laughs> we know the equations that the electrons that are responsible for, for chemistry obey. And there's no ambiguity in these equations. They could always be wrong. It is always possible to say, well, we just don't know what is going on. That's fine. But what we have is the evidence of every experiment ever done telling us that these equations are correct. To overcome that, we would need very, very strong evidence. Just one experiment telling us how the soul is pushing around the chemicals in our brain. But we don't have that. Oh, uh, what else have we got? I think that was it for Newsies. Well, that was it for listener. Nothing listener, yeah. Listener and I finally, just right before we started recording this, sorry, oh. Dave Morris, we forgot to put your photo up there with your shirt. So I finally did it. We yes. got it up there. Ryan posted it. Thank you, Ryan. I forgot. I forgot earlier this week to do it. And I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. I saw it in the text. I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot. I got to post that. And I've just been horribly busy. Uh, works. Works crazy right now and editing the show and Atheist of Utah board stuff. A lot of convent or parties going on for Atheist of Utah. Yeah. And we had a trunk or treat event on Sunday and had right around a, a little over a thousand people, I believe, showed up. Which is that fucking we awesome. were not fucking expecting <laughs> at all. Like past trunk or treat events we've had, like, I think the most we've had was maybe 40 people. Okay. And I shit you not, there were over a thousand people. It was as if Noah opened the doors I on his boat. <laughs> I, I had I had a moment of panic where I'm I'm standing at the table with our Atheist of Utah logo on it and merchandise and a bowl of candy, a bowl of candy, yeah. and we've got hot chocolate and and spiced cider available for people. And I see people parking their vehicles and forming this giant line that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I start counting the people and I'm going down and, and, and just making a rough guesstimate of the people and standing in line, there are around 200 people. And I'm like, we need some kegs. Holy shit. We're going to run out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just more people They're They're just yeah. keep arriving. And this is like, as we start and we're supposed to go for another two hours <laughs> And I, and I, I did, I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And luckily Sarah was there and she's just like, fuck it. I'll go to Costco. <laughs> I'll buy <laughs> I'll every go, bit of candy they have. I'll go pick some shit up. She ended up making three trips to uh, the store while we were there. She would, so she left, she went to the store, she brought, bun, she brought a bunch of candy back. Yep. By the time she got back, we unloaded the candy and almost immediately it was clear we needed more. <laughs> so she went to the store again, came back with more candy. By that time, the line had even gotten longer than the first two times that she went. She went for a third time to go get candy, and Costco was closed. She had to go somewhere else. It was it was fucking nuts. We went through 15 150-count bags of, of candy. So I mean, that's when you got to be like, wow, that's crazy, but look at how successful that was. Yeah, it was awesome. I still don't know where all of these people came from, and... So typically with a trunk or treat event, people arrive in their vehicles and they have decorations that they'll put in their trunk and they park their car, open the trunk and they hand out candy. That's not what happened for the vast majority of the people who came to this. <laughs> like they all just showed up with their kids in costume and, and a lot of the people in costume as well. 
and figured there were going to be trunks available that they would just get candy from. And <laughs> luckily we had a, other, a lot of other people who did actually come yeah. and, and do that. So there were a lot of stops that they could make, but had everybody actually done that? Holy shit. We Those w- kids would have had garbage bags full of candy. Yeah, we, we would have had like three or 400 cars out there. Yeah. It was just, it was fucking unreal. I, I still am just kind of in shock about how many people showed up. Well, I was more in shock when I was talking, you know, we're talking pre-show, the fact that, you know, a bunch of those people that probably came, they're probably were theists in the crowd. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they were. And there was no fighting. No, nobody got mad. Nobody started yelling about all you fucking atheists or, and it was a nice, fun event for everyone, which is odd for an atheist event where theists show up. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was just awesome. And then I thought in my, I thought to myself, okay, great. So now we're going to have, you know, all of these people, we, over a thousand people yeah. come through. Clearly, we're going to have a bunch of people who are upset that this was an atheist thing. They may not have known it was an atheist thing. And so they're going to go to the Atheists of Utah Facebook page and just mm. shit all over yeah. us. Not a single one, man. Every bit of feedback that we got was very, very positive. They all had a great time. Thank you so much for hosting it. And I thought, that's fucking awesome, man. And that's what we need to see more of in these communities. Everybody's atheist community is people being like, oh, wow, I'm a theist, but I had a great time hanging out with these atheists today. This was really cool what they did. Oh, yeah. Well, and so what I loved about it is that we held it on a Sunday and – these people came out in in costumes for the evil holiday of <laughs> Halloween, right? That they're celebrating with their kids. And their kids just came out and had a great fucking time. And now, not a single person who came through that line can ever say that they have never met an atheist or that that time that they did meet an atheist, the atheist was an asshole to them. Yeah. Or that they had a bad experience. Everybody left and was very happy and had a positive experience. I, I think it was a huge success. It was It was awesome. Tons and tons of exposure for us, so. Maybe we just need to make a sign that says positive atheism for these things. <laughs> yeah, we could. It, it was just, I, I still am just overwhelmed yeah. and, and in shock about it a little bit. It was it was a really good time. And then talking about dialogue with people, I mean, that's an awesome thing right there, just to have that, the opportunity to have dialogue with people being an atheist that come in that are theistic or maybe not non-religious, but don't really follow strictly to any religion to be able to show up to something like this and go, you know what? All these things I heard about these people, you know, having horns and lizard tails and wanting to eat your children. Like, I would have been afraid there was a cauldron there waiting to boil some kids. (laughs) And there wasn't. They're just sucking us in. They're going to sacrifice all of us to their goat god. They were nice people and gave us all candy and hot chocolate and apple cider. And we're all talking very nice to us. Like, wow, this is not what I expected at all from atheists. Yeah, it was awesome. And and in truth, a lot of the people who who came uh, looked like... They may not have had a vehicle to even put candy in. Oh, okay. And, you know, and they brought their kids and, and, you know, it was just, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel great about being able to provide something to a part of the community who probably needed that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that they didn't have to go to a church to get it. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of an idea I had yesterday. Hmm. Taco Tuesday for the homeless. Taco Tuesday for the homeless. How do we do that? Well, Del Taco on Taco Tuesday, uh-huh. it's like three tacos for a buck. Right. We just get some money together. We go there. We buy like 300 fucking tacos and just go start walking around handing Give them out. Give me all your tacos. The conversation started where I'm like, I wonder if they went to Del Taco on Taco Tuesday and ordered 300 tacos, if they would fill the order for you. 
I'm sure they would. And I was like, well, then after they fill the order, we just take those tacos and go walk around downtown and hand them out to all the homeless. Homeless people need a taco Tuesday, too. <laughs> I think that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> we should we should talk offline about that a little yeah. bit more. I think that would be a lot of fun. That would be awesome. I would love to be passing out tacos on Taco Tuesday. And I don't think it breaks the city's laws on passing out food. Oh, yeah? Because the law is you can't make the food. Oh, right. I don't think there's a law about buying because you have food, to have a, a food handler's permit right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think the law pertains to you buying food from like a. There's nothing against from you somewhere else. Yeah, there's and... nothing against you buying a bunch of bags at Burger King and handing them out because uh-huh. you didn't make it. You don't need a food handler's permit for any of that kind of stuff. You're taking food from a store, bagged, and just handing it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little all bit right. more after the show, maybe. <laughs> Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. But, you know, as an atheist, I would love to see peace on earth, world peace via religions. I'd love to see the the religions of the world come together and do the thing that they purport to truly want to do. We keep hearing about it all the time, right around Christmas, Ramadan, Hanukkah. Oh, they want world peace. Well, make it happen. Jesus. And, and here's an idea. Here, I have an idea for how to, to maybe potentially make it happen. And what we do is we get all the world's religious leaders all together, right? We get the Pope and, and all of his archbishops and then the people who infight in the Catholic Church get the, uh, the Roman Orthodox and the Greek Orthodox and the Church of England and, and get them all together with all the rebbies and rabbis from the different sects in Judaism, nor ultra-Orthodox Judaism and, and the Haredi and get them with the Muslim clerics and the Imams and the Sunni and the Shia and the Wahhabis and, and get them together with Methodist ministers and Baptist preachers and get them all together for this like Davos G7 style summit, right? And put them all in the same room and they can't leave for five days. They all have to be together, right? And it, you know, we'll make it fun. We'll screen the revenant at eight o'clock, whatever. It'll be great. But they have to sit there for five days. They can't leave and all be with each other. And then maybe, maybe they can start to see each other as human beings. And maybe instead of focusing on their differences, they can focus on what makes them the same. Their shared values. Raping children. And then maybe they'll come together and they'll see each other as brothers, kindred spirits, and offer tips on how to best rape children, cover up the crimes, and then shame the victims. And then... Right? Maybe then we'll have peace on earth. Yeah. All right. Great. Great. Fantastic. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Uh, moving on. We have, we have some things. We have, we have scary things. Should we talk about it being that time of year? It's the spooky time of year. <laughs> Wait, should we do Matt's things first? Let's do Matt's things first. Okay. Let's do Matt's things first because he, he sent them in and they sounded fun. So let me pull them up here. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we should see what Matt's got to say about it. Well, I mean, we could, we could ask him. 
if he thinks we should do them tonight or not. Matt, uh, do you want us? Do you think we should do your stuff right now, Matt? Yeah. Okay, we'll okay. do. We'll do it. We'll do it right now. Then. Are Are you sure? I mean, this is you sent him into us. Uh, it's totally up to you. Yeah, if you don't yeah, want us for sure. Oh, okay. 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 Sure. Right. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The first one he sent in. Well, and actually, I don't know that I have these in correct order. This This is the order in which I downloaded them. Uh, this one says, Glenn Beck sort of endorses Hillary Clinton. Conservative political commentator and Ralphie from A Christmas Story all grown up, Glenn Beck. <laughs> all of his descriptions of people. <laughs> He's, he is a bit of a wordsmith. <laughs> Has tried to alienate both of his remaining fans by saying that the election of Hillary Clinton as president – by refusing to support Donald Trump is, quote, a moral ethical choice for Republicans. Huh. Beck took time off his job as a part-time Aryan Muppet to write on Facebook <laughs> that every voter had to decide for themselves what constitutes a bridge too far. After the release of footage last week in which Trump can be heard making lewd and sexually aggressive comments about women, which surprised no one. Beck said, quote, it is not acceptable to ask a moral, dignified man to cast his vote to help elect an immoral man who is absent decency or dignity, close quote. Beck wrote that without realizing that no moral, dignified person had ever planned to vote for Trump in the first place. <laughs> True. And women can vote too, Glenn. He continued, quote, if the consequence of standing against Trump and for principles is indeed the election of Hillary Clinton, so be it. Oh. At least it is a moral, ethical choice, close quote. Beck has joined a growing chorus of conservative leaders over the weekend who are appealing to Trump to withdraw, to withdraw his candidacy for president, adding that a vote for the businessman was, quote, validating his immorality, lewdness, and depravity, close quote. Republicans have long held that those attributes, attributes should remain hidden in their candidates until after they get elected. Trump appears to have made enemies among the GOP by showing his hand too early. There you have it. Glenn Beck says to vote for Hillary. It would be the ethical choice anyway when compared to Donald Trump. Yeah. And in a little bit to I – I don't know if it's saying to Glenn Beck's defense. He didn't <laughs> outright say vote for Hillary. Yeah. Well, and he's since – I think he even since came out and said, I haven't – endorsed Clinton, no. but... But he says that Trump is the unethical one to vote for. Yeah. So he's basically saying, vote for anyone else but Trump. That's the ethical thing to do. Mm-hmm. Now, knowing a little bit about the guy, he will never say he's voting for Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be secretly be weeping in the ballot box, crying as he's having to mark that box with Hillary with his hand just shaking, like, I gotta do it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So we've got two more from Matt. Uh, which one should we do first? Well, speaking on those voters, there was a thing I saw the other day where they had a group of, of Trump supporters, uh -huh. and they're asking them all the questions, and they're asking, well, what's, what were the good old days, or what, what time do you want to go back to? And this lady's response was, we need to take and go back to before homosexuals were allowed to get married and before abortion was around. Huh. Like, oh, that's what you want Trump in for. Hmm. Well, okay. What about what about before women could vote? Is that okay? Should we go back to before? She didn't then? say going back that far because she still she probably still would like to be able to vote mm. and and be able to work a job without being. So she's fine limiting the rights of other, other people. Yes, yes. 
but in, you in know, taking away she, options. Or, she doesn't want to go back when when men had full control of everything. True, true. Uh, just as long as we can keep those darn homos out of things. Yeah, she might skip over the time when women could vote and go right back to when when six year olds were cleaning shell casings and stuff because we couldn't fit our big hands inside of them. Mm-hmm. Well, that was actually Hitler doing that. But we put little kids in tiny spaces because to work on stuff because we couldn't fit an adult in them. Their little hands could get in there and reach yeah. stuff. Well, that was actually something Hitler did do the shell casing things during World War II in the concentration camps. Hmm. He had a pile of shell casings. Adults couldn't fit their hands in the shell casings, so that was a job for the kids. Ah, why not? Well, yeah, I guess not. I mean, it's, gotta use them for something. Gotta Jesus, put them to work. You feed them and clothe them and put a house. Well, he didn't feed them or clothe them. Oh, okay. I mean, they gave them water with like a bean in it. I mean, I don't know how much food they got in them. <laughs> water with a bean in it. Oh, it's that soup, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we got two more from Matt. Uh, let's see, which one should we read first, Matt? I'm very excited to read the one about pedophile math. Oh, oh I, didn't I didn't see that. I didn't see that in the. Either did I in the rotation. Um, <laughs> maybe he forgot to send us the pedophile math one. I guess so. Oh, huh. Well, I've, the the, ne- the next one I have is titled. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's entitled Catholics. Oh, maybe there's some math involved then. Could be. they got to be able to count the kids. The Archdiocese of New York has finally established the Independent Compensation Commission that will allow victims of sexual abuse by clergy to apply for monetary compensation from the church, even for abuse claims that are decades old. The church has always had it as a goal to use their power to get it for free, but they're showing that at least for now, they're willing to pay for sex if they have to. Some 200 sexual abuse victims have come forward to the archdiocese over the years in cases involving 40 priests. To date, only about 30 of them have received compensation for penetration. Cardinal Sinner Timothy Dolan, the Archbishop of New York and CEO of Sex Toys for Tots, said he was inspired by Pope Francis, not the rape victims, mind you, informing the commission and hoped it would become a model for other archdioceses, saying, quote, I wish I would have done this quite a while ago. I just finally thought, darn it, let's do it. I'm tired of putting it off. Close quote. For a professional at wishful thinking, Timothy Dolan seems to be uniquely poor at it. Because, of course, (laughs) the correct answer is, if you're wishing to change the past, is that none of your creepy old Skeksy priest raped kids in the first place. What is Skeksy? I don't know. (laughs) Is that a cross between sketchy and sexy? Skeksky. Skeksy. I don't know. We'll have to we'll Yeah, have we'll to have to ask. Yeah. I'm sure he'll let us know when he comes back. <laughs> or in an email when he listens to this. <laughs> That's what you wish for. The announcement of the commission comes as, stu- as some state lawmakers have been pressing to pass a law that would permit lawsuits by victims of abuse in which the statute of limitations is passed. Which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. There should, they want to put a statute of limitations on raping children. That children they raped in specific. Yeah. The commission is the church's own answer intended to give abuse victims an additional measure of justice and closure. I'm personally not as quick to make the mistake of thinking a religion will part with its money out of kindness or duty. It's legal pressure in this case, and they're using that to twist it to making it appear magnanimous. And... Here comes the actual reason for the child hooker program. <laughs> Any victim who agrees to compensation from the fund will sign a, sign a document foregoing the right to sue the archdiocese. 
Barbara Doris, the outreach director of SNAP, the survivor's network of those abused by priests, viewed the establishment of the commission with justifiably deep skepticism, uh-huh. saying, quote, it's too little too late. Uh, Cardinal Dolan's goal, she said, is to forestall real legislative reform that would enable deeply wounded victims from using courts to reveal clergy wrongdoers, close quote. Yeah, they want to keep all that under wraps. And isn't that illegal? Under robes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't what illegal? It's you're you're paying someone off and making them sign a thing saying you will never talk about this crime we committed. Uh, no, I mean if it, it would be a contract that you enter with that person, I don't know that that would be illegal. But I mean, making a legally binding—that's why I, why I don't think it's legally binding to have to be able to sign a contract or force someone else to sign a contract saying you will not discuss the laws we've broken. It's like, well, no, what you did was illegal, so you're doing illegal acts kind of trumps this. I'm not an attorney. Non-disclosure so I agreement. Just I just don't know. I would, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it's fucking sketchy as hell. Or skexy. <laughs> <laughs> the new clergy hush money commission will first contact victims already known to the church and ask them to apply for the bribes or compensation. <laughs> Beginning next year, the commission will also welcome victims who have not yet come forward to apply Flip the papers. And reportedly work with law enforcement to investigate allegations against living clergy. <laughs> I, love, I love that you can steal here and fucking shuffling papers. Yeah. And it's for one line at the end. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Sorry, Matt. We, we did find that funny. <laughs> oh, we love you, Matt. Those, thank you for sending those in. First of all, fuck truck. Hey, man. Whoa. I said I liked you. <laughs> Yeah, we were being nice. I mean, we had a few words in there we didn't understand. You Come were, on now. Yeah. Ain't no need for name, Colin. We, we are being polite here. <laughs> we have one last one from Matt. It's uh, titled, Ken Ham oh. Sucks at Life. Making yet another appearance on the show, real-life Captain Caveman and part-time Amish facial hair model Ken Ham diverges from his usual making a mess <laughs> of science and religion religion to step into social... Captain Caveman! <laughs> I used to love that fucking cartoon when I was a kid, man. I never. I'm. That was way before your time, I think. Woohoo, gold! It was, it was, it was old when I was a kid. I think. Was it even in the colors? It was. It did. Yes, it was. Okay. Uh huh. I, I liked it when I was young. Geopolitics <laughs> by blaming black leaders for fueling racial tensions in America. In an opinion piece, which I assume is scrawled in crayon, the noted young earth creationist asserts that there is only one race and that we are all colored people, just various shades of brown. While still supporting his dingo hair neck beard, Ham digs in further. (laughs) Quote, I urge President Obama, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and others to abandon the word race and use people groups instead. He wants to emphasize we are all one race, one blood, one family, and try to get away from any racist connotations. I want to give Ham some credit here. <laughs> I do like Ham. I like Ham too. He must be drinking beer because you can hear the little yeah. background burp there. <laughs> because I think his end goal is a decent one. But attempting to start it off by pointing the finger at the definitely not others is a bad plan. But let's not forget that Ham is a major proponent of the six to 10,000 year Earth rather than its actual age of four and a half billion, meaning that he's off by. Well, four and a half billion. He's off by the whole thing. <laughs> so it shouldn't be a big surprise that he's missed badly here as well. But even if well-intentioned, Ham's conclusions and his calls for change are woefully inadequate. 
and his simple rewording of race to people groups is nothing more than labeling and does nothing to solve the us-them problem. Exactly. I mean, you're still... Make you're still separating them into groups. You're just naming them something different. What the fuck difference does that make? Yeah, it doesn't make any fucking difference no. at all. You're still othering people. Yeah, they're still in an other group. That's stupid. And it's still denying the evolutionary chain in which has followed to get these groups. Yeah, it's like saying that the best way to improve the flavor of Big Macs is to keep the recipe, but call them double meat patties with cheesy buns instead. <laughs> <laughs> but interestingly, this is also biblically confounding. Some Christian theology says that black people belong to the groups of North Africans, including the Egyptians and Berbers, supposedly descending from one of the sons of Noah, and are called Hamites. So it seems that even when the very light brown-skinned Ken Ham makes an attempt at something outside of the Bible or science, he still somehow manages to mangle both. Hmm. I get fucking – because I, I – I can't remember if I paid for – no, I did. I paid for the – Ken Ham, Bill Nye debate. Oh, so yeah. So I could download it. Yeah. And of course, ever since then, I get fucking emails from Answers in Genesis. And they're so fucking sketchy or skexy, dude. <laughs> 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 they, they fucking, they, they, they take these real science stories and put a biblical spin on them yeah. that is just Complete fucking bullshit. poisonous. I have learned a few cup, uh, or, or a few neat things by reading the answers in Genesis thing. And then I laugh at the fucking spin that they put on it. But. It's like Jehovah's witnesses do all the same stuff. Yeah. It drives me up a wall when I, when I get an email from him, I'm like, well, that's a cool story. And then I'll read it and I'm like, ah, God damn it. Why do you, do you, why do you have to fuck it up with all of your God bullshit? Do you even science bro? <laughs> no, they don't. They try to fucking <clears throat> spin it into their own narrative. That's a bunch of fucking hooey. I don't know what Matt's got to say about that, but he's, probably got something in his repertoire of fucking with us there's never been an organization of a collection of ideas in the history of mankind that's been more wrong about mm -hmm. more things more often in more ways than religion ever they get every single answer wrong about everything <laughs> all the time well then why do they call it answers in genesis <laughs> <laughs> they're looking in the wrong place <laughs> You find some answers, but they're all wrong. And then they try to fucking, you know, shoehorn them into their own fucking narrative that makes them even worse. And they all have to ignore certain data points in order to get it to fit that narrative as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as much as I love sci-fi and fantasy and all that stuff, I still am baffled by the proliferation of ghost hunting shows that have taken over cable television. Every channel has a ghost hunting show suggesting that there is, in fact, life after death. Uh, I have a question for you, a logical one. If there were life after death, don't you think that would make the news? Sure it would. That's a news story. You wouldn't find out about it on the Travel Channel. That's like, that is front page news. You wouldn't be able to get away from it. We'd be freaking out. You'd turn on CNN and be like, this is Whoop Blitzer tonight in the Situation Room. Now there's ghosts. Run! Like... Someone would say something. It wouldn't be a bunch of ex-sports bar bouncers bumbling their way through an abandoned hospital with a shaky night vision camera, freaking out about everything. Bro, did you blow my neck? My arm just got cold, bro. What? I just saw a thing move, bro. Oh, bro, so cold, bro. So cold, bro. All right. On to uh, Halloween-y stuff. Ah. <laughs> What do we got here? A portal to hell. Oh, yeah. So, did you know in Gary, Indiana, 
What in? What about Gary, Indiana? Uh, back in like 2011, this house was like a portal to fucking hell. It's named after creepy people. That's what it is. You want to? You want to? What? what comedian is it? He's like, you want to make sure that your kid grows up to be a creep? Name him Gary. <laughs> <laughs> And I always liked the TV show that used to be on called Erie, Indiana when I was a kid. I never watched that. I liked it. It lasted like one season, and now it's oh, on yeah. Netflix for that one season. And I rewatched it. I'm like, eh, better as a kid. Yeah, it doesn't, the, some things just don't hold up, right? No. Hmm. But anyways, so the story we got pulled up on the screen right now, is a, it's a newer one, but I'm going to go over the background behind this story first. Okay. So this Paint a woman, picture for us, Mr. Duffy. This woman here, LaToya Amans. Amons? Ammons. Ammons? Oh, yes. like the Bundys. Uh-huh. So... Like the biblical stuffs. Well, no, I was going with the, the crazy guys that were taking over the refugee in... The, the Mormon stuff. In, uh, yeah, Oregon. Yeah. yeah, the Mormon name. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, she has three kids, and they're living at home, and shit's fucking getting weird. And while well, one day the it cops... It happens with three kids at home. It, it, well, wait till you hear this shit. <laughs> so one day, Child Protective Services and the police report to the house... The house is all in disarray. It's kind of it's a slummy house. Like there was even I don't know if this has got the photo of the house, but the house is ran down. It looks like an abandoned home. Well, they go inside, and the grandmother is holding the hand of one of the children who is walking backwards. Is it severed? No, oh. no, he's he's still attached. Okay. But the child is walking backwards from its grandmother. The child walks up the wall, across the ceiling. And then plops down into the chair next to his grandmother. What? And the cop in the child protective services saw all this. I call bullshit. I, I would instantly call bullshit. But that's what the cop reported. Yeah. And then they went. And then they had to go. Then they went down into the basement of the house, and they found all this creepy like stuff. And there's burnt stuff up down there, like they've been having some satanic rituals going on, and <laughs> and. Everything's just going fucking crazy. And at one point, I think it was a... I think she said it was a jar of ranch or whatever. Started floating across the room as like a poltergeist and shit. Hey, man, ghosts love salad. So, Frodo Baggins, I can't remember the guy's name uh, from uh, uh, the this American travel channel that did the... Lord of the Rings? No, no. I, I call him Frodo Baggins. <laughs> it's not his actual name. It's, his last name's like Baggins. But his first name isn't Frodo. Oh. He's the guy that always wears the stupid, like, uh, afflicted T-shirts. He's like, man, I thought we, we got ghosts in here. Uh, you mean affliction T-shirts? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's how that's how broy I'm not. I can't even get the shirt name right. <laughs> oh, Zach Zach Bagans. That's his name. Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures. Uh. He catches wind of this place. Ooh, he's like smelly wind. Probably because the house was a wreck. Latoya farted. She did. Hmm. It ain't a good fart. Sounded, <laughs> smelled very sulfury. <laughs> like the devil. Exactly. Devil, devil was coming out of her Ooh, poop. Ooh, that fart comes straight from the devil. Straight out the poop. Straight from the de- <laughs> straight, straight from Satan through the poop hole. <laughs> so he buys this home. Uh-huh. And of course, since he's got his own TV show going on, he's confirming all of this. Oh, well, of course. And he's making a documentary about the whole thing. I'm documenting this bullshit. Pretty much. This is true bullshit. And what evidence did he provide that this, any of this actually happened or that the house is haunted? Well, all I could find from his stuff was some 2020 things where he's talking about, well, the cops said this stuff happened, and he had these experiences in there, and they found all this creepy stuff in the basement, and Child Protective Services said they saw it too. I mean, nothing besides that. 
But people say they saw some scary shit, and so I believe them, and clearly that means there's ghosts. And I didn't want to find out more about what he had to say because I didn't want to pay the $3 on Amazon to buy the movie. <laughs> Why? It sounds so interesting. Actually, I don't know if it's out yet. I just saw all the <laughs> all the previews for it. Yeah, this article is from February 2. It's probably out now because there's a whole shitload of previews for it of his movie coming out just about this house. Oh, dude, I remember last year around this time they had some fucking stupid Ghost Hunters thing about the... I think it was the Amityville Horror Home. Ah, and the this ghost hunting troop of dipshits went in there doing doing their ghost yeah. hunting stuff and they made a like a demon trap box or whatever. I watched that. That oh was the God. stupidest thing. It was a it was a plexiglass cage. It's so fucking and it was so it killed like the whole time I'm watching it, they're in there like, Oh, it's so scary, you know. Did you hear that? Did you see that? What's going on? Yeah. Let's take a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing that got me with the plexiglass box, like, okay, this dead demon is so powerful, he can haunt you and, and, and torture you, but he can't find his way out of a plexiglass box. You're going to trap him in some plastic. It's, yeah. It's fucking dumb. And like I said, they kept taking commercial, like, oh, yeah. my God, this is so scary. We need let's to take a, Let's take a break from our sponsors, Del yeah. Taco and Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> well... It would have been nice if they could have gone into this house. But since Zach Baggins, or Frodo Baggins, as I'm going to keep referring to him as. Mm-hmm. Bought, well, Zach with just a K. Yeah. He bought the property. He bought the home. He now owns the home. And guess what? No other paranormal investigators are allowed inside. Well, it's just for their own protection. That's probably what he's saying. <laughs> but it also makes it so that if he makes claims, no one else is allowed to come in and investigate claims or, or back his claims up. He gets to be the sole person making these claims and making money off of this hype of bullshit. Of Only I am knowledgeable and powerful enough to withstand the torment of the demons that dwell well, within, sir. You would think that would be the case, but apparently he couldn't handle the torment of the demons and had the house torn down. <sighs> the hell you say. But not only did he have the house torn down, he had the house torn down and all the parts from the home put in a shipping container and locked away so that way no one can get a chunk of the possessed home. So the demons can float through walls but not through the walls of a shipping container? I guess not. <laughs> he probably lined it with some special stuff to like keep the, the, the evilness inside the box. Uh. Or he just literally went out and burned it, and he's going to make up a story about how this house is so evil he had to put it into a shipping container I so see. that it would be protected. I see another documentary, another documentary on the horizon. Of the haunted shipping container? Uh-huh. <laughs> of, of dismantling the house and putting it in a container for everyone's protection. But people believe... We're going to put. We're gonna ship it out to the middle of the Pacific and push it overboard. It's going to go into the Marianas Trench. And then, and then the sequel to that will be... You know, all of these, all of this marine life has been dying in the area, and clearly, clearly, it's because of this haunted cargo box. There's one giant shark who looks kind of ghostly. <laughs> oh, what a bunch of fucking nonsense! Yeah, it's but kind of bullshit. My dad watches all of that kind of shit, like all of the and ghost hunter shit, all of the psychic fucking nonsense. I was watching. He, I was over at his house a couple of years ago, and he was watching one of the stupid fucking ghost hunter things, and. They set up as as part of their ghost detection huh. thing. Jeez. They lean two two by fours. They're, they're like five foot long two by fours that they lean 
in Ra- rather in precariously kind of a, in a in a frame together, so that yeah. just the tops of the two by fours are touching each other. There's no support at the bases at all, and they lean them together so that they'll know when a ghost walks through. And lo and behold, these two by fours with no support fucking support at the bottom of them eventually tip over. Ah. And that was proof that there was a ghost there. So what you're saying is a ghost can walk through a wall, but not two by four standing on their own. You could have fucking breathed on these things and they would have fallen over, but that I mean, was their proof that there was a ghost there. I've had posters that have hung on a wall for like five years and all of a sudden one day fall. And my dad, the credulous dipshit that he is, was like, oh my god, did you see that? That's amazing. I've been and like... like it's a what, it's bullshit. You you build shit sometimes, dude. You've you've had two by fours in your shop that have fucking fallen off of something. Did you think there was a ghost there when that happened? Maybe this is actually what nine eleven truthers want in their answer. Like, no, dude, not government conspiracy. Ghosts. I I they knocked it over. It's it's just a lack of fucking thinking about anything. It's wanting it's, to believe in yeah. this bullshit and. Two two by fours, they're gonna fall. Eventually, they're gonna uh-huh. fall. Mm-hmm. Just because they stood for five minutes doesn't mean they're gonna stand for ten. It wasn't even that long. I, you know, well, I mean, with who knows? Editing and who whatever. knows how long they stood there with that? Yeah, with editing or but. where the fish string was attached. <laughs> but yeah, just dumb shit like that. I, I watched another ghost hunting show one time where they were on a haunted boat. <gasps> was uh, it the like Queen a, Mary like or whatever? Ship. It may have been the Queen that's, Mary. That's whenever know. the Queen Mary's haunted. Yeah, well, that, that the Queen Mary is docked in Los Angeles, yeah. right next to where we got on the cruise ship for oh. our recent trip. So You didn't have, bring back an evil spirit with I have you, some you? pictures of the Queen Mary just from a distance. Dude, we, didn't, we didn't go on it. And we got we got to do a spectral analysis of that thing, and we got to bring <laughs> out our ectoplasm meters and see if there's any fucking hauntings going on in that picture. So I, I'm, watching this, I'm watching this other ghost hunting show, and... They have one of the low light cameras in the room, you know, that's kind of grainy black and white. Yeah, shit. like a like a night vision or IR camera. Yeah, and they they have it pointed at this bed, and you can clearly see, clearly fucking see somebody on the other side of the bed, like they're on their hands and knees on the other side of the bed, and you see the sheets start pulling back toward that person on the other side of the bed, <laughs> and the whole time everybody's going, oh my god, dude, oh bro, bro, check this out, do you see that, do you see what I see, can you see those sheets, those sheets just pulled right off the bed, and I'm like, there's somebody on the other side yeah. of the fucking bed, you can see them, and they were all freaked out about it, and I'm like, you are a bunch of fucking morons. And people still believe this shit after producers for some of these shows came on and go, oh yeah, we faked that. I can't. I don't. It's, it's called ratings. Like, you could clearly see somebody on all fours on the other side of the... Like, you could see their head and the arch of their back on the other side of the bed, and then see them kind of peek up and start pulling the covers, and everybody's freaking out. And I'm like, that is some really shitty fucking filming and editing. <laughs> That you can see the fucking person right there. Like, you don't even know how to rotoscope, bro. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then they, and then to actually show it, and then to have their response: "Oh my god, bro, yeah. that's so scary, bro." Now the only show that I've ever liked mildly was the Ghost Hunter show that was on Sci-Fi, because ninety percent of the time they would debunk everything they found. Mm. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, there's this window here, and if a car drives by, it causes this reflection off of this, which causes this weird shadow to come across the wall. Oh, this door's old. You know, it just opens on its own. Like if you hit hard enough on this, that'll do that. Or, but the only time, they're like, yeah, we don't have an explanation for what made that noise. We hear something, can't tell you what it is. We tried to recreate it. We tried to find out where it was coming from. I don't know. 
Yeah, but it, it, I don't. But know. they would still. But yeah. even though with those I don't knows, when it would come to the end, it would still go. Yeah, we think your place is haunted. <laughs> well, and 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 that that kills me because that's that's like I don't know, therefore God. You know, yeah. it's 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 the it's it's an answer from ignorance. They don't know, and then they assign something that they still don't know. Yeah, but at least they weren't going. Oh yeah, dude. You've got a 17th century malevolent ghost in here that's fucking wanting to do some harm. I bet you we need to get an exorcist in here. And if the exorcists don't work, we're going to have to get some napalm and fucking burn this bitch down. Bruh. I don't understand why people do that. It's it's like they want to be scared. It's kind of fun sometimes being scared, right? I like it watching is. scary movies. Yeah. Tracy fucking hates them. She won't watch scary movies with me. But I like that shit. I, I, I I think scary movies are something that's primal with inside of us just to have that adrenaline rush and know we're safe. I mean, in your mind a little bit, you're like, you're scared, but then you get to the adrenaline rush kicks through, you get scared for that moment, you're like, oh, it's a movie, I'm not going to be harmed. Yeah. I, I, I like scary movies, but it's getting more and more difficult for me to find movies that actually frighten me. You know, when I... They use the same gags all the time. Well... It's, there's only so many ways you can cinematically scare someone. Yeah, well, and, and a lot of it is just that I know that that's all fucking nonsense and stupid, right? So, like, after, after leaving religion behind and then becoming more skeptical in my thinking and realizing that, you know, ghosts don't really exist yeah. and demons and poltergeists and all of this other bullshit, it's, it's hard for me to find a show that actually frightens me you know I, I can watch a movie and be startled you know when yeah. they have the jumping out scenes and the music gets loud and whatever so I can be startled during a movie sure but to have a movie actually frighten me well I did have this. doesn't happen very often anymore it and was... usually it's just because the movies that actually scare me are the movies of scary people like oh. like people with mental disorders like <laughs> psychopaths you know, because those people really exist. Yeah. People like that really exist, so those do frighten me. Like Christian Bale's character in American Psycho? I don't know that he was really scary. That was more just kind of disturbing. See, the movie... Now, there's another Christian Bale movie, which is... They scared the shit out of me in that one. And now it's about the housing bubble when it crashed. <laughs> that one frightened you? Yeah. It's like, holy fuck, it's going to happen again. It's going to fucking happen again. <laughs> fuck! What was that screwed. called? The the big game or something big, like that? Or uh, not the big game? It was the big ah uh, something like that. Uh, what was it called now? I can't think of the name of it. But you were, it was the big something. Yeah. Hmm. It had to do with you know a real estate term, I think. Yeah, I I don't know. But see, that shit's scary. But yeah, the, so the movies that the movies that scare me are things like Last House on the Left. I love their podcast too. Or they have what? There's a podcast called Last Podcast and Left where they talk about crazy shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. I've never heard of it. Uh, maybe I'll check it out. But, so, yeah, it, it's movies like Last House on the Left or... Uh, I, I can't think of any right off the top of my head that frightened me, but it's, it's those kinds of things where a crazy person just shows up to your house unexpectedly yeah. and then torments you. Those things do actually frighten me. Because it could happen. Yes, and they do happen. And, and you know, being able to put yourself in the position of the person who's being tor- who, of the person who's being tormented, yeah. you know, can, can instill some fear, inspire some fear. So season three of one of my new favorite shows come, came out this past week on, Hulu, on Netflix. So, of course, while I was slaving away at work this weekend, I watched all six episodes. Of what show? Uh, Black Mirror. Ooh, I've watched... I think only the first episode, or only part of the first episode. The, the pig one? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I was watching it, and Tracy's like, hey, I wanted to watch that show. So I'm, Well, every episode is different. So we've postponed it to watch together. Yeah. Oh, they're all different? They're, they're all different. It's not a continuing storyline? It's story not a continuing storyline. Every oh. episode is its own story. It almost... The the best way I can explain it uh-huh. is a very good modern take on The Twilight Zone. Oh. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was a continuing story. No, no. So it would always be about the Prime Minister or whatever. No, you see the same characters. Yeah. Like the same people being, but they're playing a different role or different character or something. So kind of like a different season of American horror story, but it's one Every episode. episode at a time instead of season at a time. Yeah. Oh, and okay. well then they don't play it's I mean they have the same people coming back to play roles because they're there's But they're not so playing many, the same not the same role, not the, not the same, same character, character or okay. anything. They're each episode is individual and different on their own, but they're all taking place it's all like a dystopic universe going on. Huh. Well, that um, sounds cool. But one of the episodes in this recent season has to do with a guy goes in, he's traveling in Europe and stuff, and uh, he runs out of money, so he goes on to do some experiments with this gamer who makes all these badass games, like he's the best at it. Well, they got this new thing where <laughs> like he's the best at it, he, like, the best, Jerry, the best. He's he's kind of like the guy. He's like it's if, it's if there's like a really like a director, it's like you know that guy's the fucking best director that there is. This is like the guy that designs games like is world-renowned for it, which I don't know if there's anybody that's really known as, like, everybody knows this guy because he designs games. Sure, dude. But he designs a virtual reality thing that plugs into your, like, spinal cortex, and so you don't have to wear goggles, but everything's happening in, like, this crazy in your shit brain? around you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's all up in your brain. And um, the game, the guy makes horror games, like like Silent Hill-type games. And the new one is where it the the computer actually reads your brain and finds out what scares you. Oh. So when you go into the game, you are the one scaring yourself. The game finds your darkest, deepest fears and brings them out in you. And the like he doesn't have to write the game. Mine would your be brain. Mine would be me hiding under the bed and having Darth Vader come into my room when as a small child. <laughs> but it, it goes through him having to test out the game and all the crazy stuff. I won't tell what actually happens in it, but that was that was a recurring nightmare I had as a child: hiding under my bed while Darth Vader invi- in, invaded the house. All you gotta do is take his mask off. Fuck, I can't breathe. That he had all the stormtroopers with him, and he would just force choke me. I could do nothing. Other than True. other than shaking fear under the bed and hope I was not discovered, you know I would have I would have befriended Yoda. I didn't I didn't I the Yoda never appeared in my dreams at all. It was always just Darth Vader. You know what? Yoda's a fucking pussy. Then he's <laughs> running away, not helping a kid out that's afraid of fucking Vader. Well, fucking asshole. It, it was just part of my Jedi training. I needed to handle it on oh, my okay. own. He couldn't be there to protect me. Gotcha. Hmm. Like like Luke going into the. Fucking tree or whatever, and yeah. facing Vader. Except I didn't face Vader. I just hid under the bed and was very frightened. <laughs> fucking peeing my pants under the bed. But I can remember being a kid having like not like you'd hear noises or something, and it was that you know pull the blankets over your head and don't breathe. Mm-hmm. Just that truly like I'm afraid right now that there's something's. Then you hear any like I oh, live yeah, in an old house. Thing, yeah, my parents' house was built in like the 1890s. So the house, you know, it creaks. Mm-hmm. And when you're hypersensitive to all those noises going on in the house and you're hearing little creaks and stuff, and it's like, oh, it's in my room. It's in my room. It's in my room. 
You know, I can remember. Well, any, and even stuff like that, like the original Poltergeist movie. I still haven't yeah. seen the remake, but the original one. I haven't either. Like, like shit like that can still kind of frighten me. You know, like the, the little doll well, that would move. That's true. And you always, you're always afraid of something under the bed or in the closet. You know, those, those, those childhood fears, yeah. I guess, still get to me sometimes. But, but if it's just, you know, some. Some person is possessed and spewing pea soup on people and, you know, jamming them, ramming themselves, masturbating with a cross, like, stuff like that. It may be disturbing, but it doesn't frighten me. No. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything, it doesn't, it doesn't instill a primal fear in me at all. It's the, it's the things that I was afraid of as a child. Yeah. Or the things that I'm now afraid of as a, as a grown adult of just being crazy people. True. Um, primarily Republicans. And every ghost that they're hunting on those shows are like a hundred years old plus. Have you ever noticed that? There's no new ghosts! <laughs> Is the ghosthood process that red tapey that it takes about a century for the paperwork to go through? Like, what? Why? They, they always go to some manor house and a woman's like, well, in 1884, a little girl died outside in a well. And now at 3 a.m., you can hear little wet footsteps in the hallways. Like, you never hear them say, in 1984, a young man died on the Sunset Strip. And now at 3 a.m., you can hear the rattling of a chain wallet on acid-washed jeans. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in 3, 2, 1... But speaking of ghosts, I was recently interviewed for an article in the City Weekly, and while I appreciate them contacting me and I had fun with the interview, the the interviewer, the, the reporter, was very, very nice on the phone. I had, I had a great time talking to her. They sent out a photographer to take a whole bunch of photographs. She was out here for like 45 minutes taking pictures of me all over the house. They any, any laying on your uh, bearskin rug with just a thong on? <laughs> so I don't know why they didn't use that one. <laughs> Doing the fucking uh, Burt Reynolds pose yeah. on the, yeah. the bearskin rug? <laughs> no, that would have been fucking funny if they that. didn't get that one. They, it was all in front of the fireplace in the living room uh, and then in well, front I'll, of the front door. I'll do some photoshopping for you. <laughs> so they, they went with a picture of me standing at the front door and... And then, you know, my, so the, the whole thing was because it's Halloween season, it's this article all about ghost hunters and psychics, and they interview, you know, real, quote unquote, real yeah. ghost hunters and real psychics here in Utah and provide their stories and then have my little blurb at the end, just me talking about, you know, ghosts don't really exist. <laughs> They're nonsense. They're and, and asking some questions and stuff, and I, while I was on the phone, I had told the interviewer, or the reporter, that, you know, a while back I had written a little note on Facebook that was 13 questions about ghosts, and just kind of read some of them to her, and she she thought some of them were pretty good, they included a couple of them in the story, but uh, in March last year... I I made this post, and it's a bunch of stuff that I've always talked about or have mentioned several times before. But this note says, uh, it's 13 questions about ghosts. Uh, I've made several comments and a few posts about ghosts over the years, and I figured it was about time I gather them all in one place so I can use them more easily as a resource whenever the topic of of ghosts come up. Because 
athe like even people in atheist groups and everything are like, so what do you guys think about ghosts and and hauntings and stuff like that? Do you think that's really real? I, I think it might be. And I'm like, no, you're a credulous dope who hasn't really thought about it. And here are some good questions to have you ponder. Uh, so that says that the list below consists of 13 arbitrarily numbered questions because 13 is spooky, accompanied by some follow-up questions to clarify the position or nature of the initial quit or nature of the initial question. Please feel free to use this list whenever and wherever you would like. And I'll post a link to this on the Godless Revolution Facebook page. But question number one says, why are ghosts never naked? Is every atom of the fabric they were wearing when they died also haunted? Are those atoms haunting the ghost itself as some sort of retribution for spilling food on their friends? <laughs> really, though, why, why are ghosts always wearing clothes? I mean, that's a good question. And not only why are they always wearing clothes, but why are they always old clothes? I mean, I mean, if if your ghost is supposed to be your soul set free of its mortal coil yeah. of its of its rotting meat bag carcass that is in the ground why why are you in clothes why are is is clothing haunted do, do you, does your mind project clothing yeah. onto you how do, how does any of that work and the clothes always fall in like a certain time frame like oh they're it's like between it's like 1600s like to turn of the century yeah. yeah it's all this victorian clothing ain't or, nobody seen a caveman dragging a woman by her ankle yet <laughs> Yeah, you never see. Well, I think that's actually one of the things that I say later. Like, like you never, you know, you never see hipster ghosts. Yeah, nobody's wearing a Metallica T-shirt in the afterlife. No, nobody with his skinny jeans and chain wallet, you know, walking around your house going, "Ooh, bro, I'm so scary, man. You should be totally afraid of me right yeah. now." Uh, question number two is: Why are ghosts almost always human? You know, we hear about dog or cat ghosts every now and then from owners who miss their pets, but why don't we see goose ghosts, whale ghosts, or billions upon billions or even trillions of insect ghosts? You know what? Me, we might have insect ghosts. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You know, when you get that feeling like, oh, there's something crawling on me, like, oh, there's nothing there. Mm. That's an insect ghost. Well, that's just the aliens. They're invisible. So you don't what? need to worry about it. That's why my butthole <laughs> tickled the other day. But really, I mean, if... If if living things have some kind of something that Energy. continues on, yeah, why don't we have? Why why isn't the world just lousy with fucking insects everywhere? They're the ghosts well, of these insects. According to some religious people I've talked to, they aren't um, like us. God gave us a special gift. He didn't give it to the animals because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we can think and we can process things and we can build great structures. No, no one else can do that. So they, they just, they're not on the same levels. That's why they don't go to heaven either. Mm. No dogs go to heaven. Mm. I see. Yeah. That sucks. Fuck heaven then. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I don't want a heavenless or a dogless heaven. Fuck heaven right in its gaping mouth hole. Uh, question number three says, why doesn't everybody see ghosts? Hmm. Well, and actually, no, sorry. That was question four. Question oh. number three is, why are there no T-Rex ghosts? True. With the knowledge that 99% of all species which have ever inhabited the Earth are now extinct, why do we only see ghosts of extant species? Are ghosts banished forever if every member of their species also dies? Yeah. 
I mean, we haven't even, humans haven't even been on this earth for a fraction of the time that dinosaurs walked the earth. Right. Why are there no dinosaur ghosts anywhere? Yeah. You never hear of a fucking T-Rex stomp, T-Rex ghost stomping through New York City or anywhere. That doesn't fucking happen. But it would explain that drunk guy that his car flipped over and he didn't know how it happened. T-Rex. Well, and with the billions and billions of people that have now lived and different, yeah. and different hominids who've, who've existed throughout Earth's history... Why we don't we? Be, why don't we have Neanderthal ghosts? Yes. We should be so congested with ghosts right now that there would be no space to walk around. The place would be lousy with ghosts. It would be. We could float. We could do a. Uh, we could like crowd surf on top of the ghosts. <laughs> uh, you know what? Maybe that's what self-driving cars are. They they harness the power of ghost. Oh, ghost power. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those fuckers don't go to sleep. I see. Well, and and the the post goes on there. There are a few more questions. I'll just post that out there. Y'all can take a look at it. But ghosts don't make any sense. If you, you if know. you stop to think about it for five minutes, it just it's dumb. It, it's fucking stupid. But you know what does make complete sense? What the the, the widow ghost. The Widow Ghost? Ooh. Is this a special ghost? Uh, pretty special. I mean, some people might really get into the Widow Ghost. Mm-hmm. Is um, it like Slender Man? Well, I don't but know. What was that? that the, what was the story you you talked about the one time where the people were out hunt, looking for this thing on the train tracks and got hit and killed by the train? Oh, I, I you remember. Did that, you did that like six or seven episodes back, I think. It may have been longer than that ago. Yeah. Yeah, there was like some like like a New Jersey devil type thing they're yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for and stuff, and we're running up to go over the hill. They'll go find it and smack dead. Yeah, hunting for this thing on the train tracks and got killed. And yeah, it's like you dipshit. It's fucking train tracks. <laughs> There's things called trains, and guess what? They don't stop on a dime. <laughs> it's not like walking across the street like the car will stop. Well, what's the widow ghost? Oh, so apparently. I'll just read the story on this one because it's more intriguing this way. Oh, way through the end. Oh, okay. So, I've actually heard of nightmare death syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? Nightmare death syndrome. No. It's, What's that? So, nightmare death syndrome is a thing where supposedly it's real. I guess there is actually clinical stuff that proves it's real. But it's when people are dreaming and they they believe it's so true and they basically get paralyzed in their sleep to not, they don't wake up and their heart just keeps going and going and also oh, so it is like going just, to, so like you, so it's like that thing where you, if you dream, you die, you actually die a little bit, but in the dream that, you know, it's like, it's, it's so real to them in the dream and they just go into cardiac arrest. I wonder about that because anytime you have one of those dreams, right? Like you, like you fall off a hill and it's like right before you hit the ground, you wake, wake up, up like, Oh, yeah. Well, this and you wake up with a start like, what if you had actually hit the ground? Would you actually die? No, this isn't necessarily like, oh, they jumped off the building and they died in the dream. It's people who are having truly frightening nightmares. Uh-huh. And to them physically, it seems so fucking real that their heart just keeps going and going and going and going and going until they basically go into cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. Just and scared to death in their dream. Pretty much. And they don't wake up from, like, they can't wake, like, they can't wake themselves up from their dream. So separate from the whole point of being killed in your dream and then you die in real life, this is just, you die. you're so frightened, you and you, you go into cardiac arrest. arrest. and you're, you end up dying. Oh, wow. And this is, ba- this is the what now? This is that, that nightmare death syndrome. Okay. Which is apparently what these people thought they were having. 
And this has to do with the widow ghost? This has to do with the widow ghost. Okay. But the widow ghost is also kind of special. Because She's uh, special. Yeah. So, uh, nightmare death syndrome is a phenomenon reported among certain men of Thailand who are apparently being killed in their sleep by spirit known as widow ghosts. Is this unique to Thai, to Thai this, men? This story here is unique to Thailand. Oh, okay. Of this specific nightmare death syndrome. There could be other things where this happens, but this one is unique. The widow yes, ghost is unique, unique to, to Thailand. Thailand. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So... Uh, there are said to be ghosts of uh, particularly sexually uh, sexual women who have uh, met a violent death. And now they're out to kill men and take their souls as husbands. Kill them and then take their souls as husbands. Yeah. So it's pretty much like really distraught porn stars. So polyandry? Um, Ghostly polyandry? I don't know. I mean, do they only kill one? No, they kill many. But it's and one woman. All, and then they're all... Hus- so so it's one ghost killing many men to take yeah. their soul as a husband? Yeah. So, and there's, so like posthumous ghost ghost realm polyandry. But but these people aren't consensual in the relationship. Oh. So if she does kill you and tries to claim your soul as her ghost husband, you're, can you refuse? No, you're pretty much a sex slave. Huh. You're an afterlife sex slave. Huh. You're a... Uh, a ghost sex slave. Huh. Yeah. It's not It's not going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, she could be a very demanding ghost. Huh. So a, a widespread panic over the widow ghost broke out in the northern and uh, northeast Thailand in 1990. Since the ghost only attacked men, uh, some young Thai fellows took to wearing lipstick and nail polish in bed in order to trick the spirits into thinking they were actually women. <laughs> Yet the main strategy for warding off ghosts was penises hung around the neck or in close proximity to sleeping men. J- what? So they they left out the word in the article there, wooden penises. Okay. So I'm guessing they're thinking that if they hang a phallic object around them, that they make themselves. I mean, these are... It's not some, just morning wood, it's any time wood. It's any time wood. That the ghost will be like, nah... I don't want some warm dick right now. I'm going to grab your piece of wood hanging around your neck made of real wood and just masturbate. I would say it'd be dangerous to hang it around your neck then because you could be strangled to death. True. She could get pretty violent with that. Huh. Or she would want to sit on your face. It's not like garlic. It's not wording her off. Like you want her to use that instead, right? So I would say don't hang it around your neck. That's That's just asking for more problems. That's what I'm guessing (laughs) because that's the only reason I could see to want to ward off a ghost with a penis around your neck. (sighs) It's not a crucifix or garlic warding off a vampire. Yeah. Like, you want them to use it, so yeah. don't wear it on you, dummy. No. Well, that's what they said, or in close proximity. Oh, okay. okay. But they go even further with this one. Uh, most were carved from wood. Some more crude than others. Some artistic type types added testicles made of coconuts. Uh, Those are and, some big fucking testicles. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, they also added pubic hair made from fishing nets. Uh, the residents of Bantong Nong Oak... And I fucked that up horribly, probably, but I'm going to fuck up any name in that country. <laughs> We're very proud of their uh, giant communal phallus, which was almost three meters long and had a red tip. Oh. Red rocket. Red, red rocket. One couple crafted an entire scarecrow with the uh, relevant appendages and hung a sign You mean a giant dick? Well, is a it, giant wooden dick. Well, I'm guessing it was a scarecrow with a... 
a lifelike dick on it. Uh-huh. Uh, and they hung a sign around his neck that read, Widow Ghost Hunter. In one village, there were rumors that the ghosts had finally acquired enough husbands and, uh, and the spirits were going to start seeking out female companions as well. So see, those men were like, okay, woman, we were having fun. We were having a lot of ghost sex, but now you got 50 men and you get wore out quick. We need some more women in here so we can all have a ghost orgy. So if the men hang out giant wooden dicks, what do the women do to ward off mm. these spirits? I mean... You can't just well, have a free-floating vagina for this. Some for of this those ghost. men might like, get scared. They might be wearing strap-ons. Like, y- you can't scissor a giant vagina, right? Well, no, but these men are are probably the ghosts of these men that are feeling lonely because the ghost that took them is now leaving them on the side. Oh, so it's the ghost men that are coming back for women? That's the way I interpreted it. I thought that it was that the ghosts well it says the ghosts had finally acquired enough husbands husbands and the spirits were going to start seeking out female companions as well well i'm just guessing since the, there's men with the group now that maybe the ghost widow would send the men in to do the bidding to find the women i don't know uh, it's strange it's strange because it's still bullshit hmm well i guess it explains no it doesn't explain it, never mind <laughs> if you can explain anything in this please tell me <laughs> But like all good stories, this one has a proper explanation of the ghost attacks. Uh, but it also but it caused hundreds of deaths over the years, and autopsies actually really revealed that these men had died to poor nutrition. Many lived on a diet of nothing but sweet rice, which led to overproduction of insulin and a bunch of nutrition uh, deficits. Combined with stress and awful diets, were enough to kill these men in their sleep. Huh. So they didn't. So maybe not even cardiac arrest. Just. Well, they die. everyone dies of cardiac arrest. Your heart stops before your brain dies, unless you get your brain blown out or cut off. So, like, if you're decapitated, cause of death would be heart. His heart stopped. That well, that would be decapitation. <laughs> but even after your heart stops beating, you still have brain activity. Hmm. For how long? Uh, I think it's dependent. A lot of things are different. Like mm. they've had people that have that have been in really cold water mm-hmm. that have had their heart stop for about 30 minutes that they've been able to bring back because the circulatory system has slowed down to a point. All right, can... but, uh, but like, so I've heard in the past, and this is one of the things that may, that I'm asking you because it's one of those things that you hear when, well, you're, when you're younger, right? Like, like stuff that you hear other people say that you just go, oh, that's interesting, and you just kind of file it away and you never really question it. This is one of those skeptical things okay. that now I'm thinking, I should look into this more. So when I was younger, I would I would hear stories like, Oh, yeah. You know, when people were decapitated, like at a guillotine, they would hold up their head and and show the head to everybody and the eyes would move. And, and you know, the, the person who was recently decapitated still had cognitive function for X amount of time. I think I think the figure I heard before was 15 to 30 seconds I or would, something I like would, that. I would, be, I would believe there would be something there, but maybe for a very short period of time, a lot mm-hmm. less than that, because... Mm-hmm. Your brain needs like just long enough to be able to look back at your body and go, "Oh fuck!" Well, because your your brain needs oxygenated blood. Right. The more you can, if you can keep oxygenated blood going to the brain, it'll keep working. But if you but so like you can hold your breath for quite a while. Yes. So you could you could, in theory, I guess have. But your heart is still pumping, and when you there's still oxygenated blood being pumping around in your body, even though oh, you're not, right, right. even though you're not breathing. But when you get your head chopped off, your your you don't have that oxygenated you're blood flowing around anymore. Two major arteries in your head will dump that blood really quick. Right. Does that have? But that doesn't have much to do with electrical flow in your brain, right? 
Well, that's what that's what keeps your brain alive. Yes. We'll have to do some research on that. I, 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 I'll, that's one of because, those things that I'll have to do. I'll have to yeah. look up. And... Well, because it's well, they've done head transplants with animals before. And they've they've lived. Yeah. The Nazis were doing it. And there's actually going to be the first. There's uh, Russia's trying to do the first head transplant with a human coming up this next year. I, that seems like an old story. It seems like I heard something about that. They've a while been talking about it for a while, but they've been talking yeah. about we're getting ready to do it, and we've, they're looking for the right patient. They're looking for the I right thought, situation. Well, I thought they had a patient who this guy said they do. I'm going to do it. They got the guy that's going to do it, but they got to find a body to put him on to. Oh, well, it's the Russians. Can't they just go and pick a random citizen? Well, <laughs> but even you can, you have can to, just have Putin point to somebody. You and, can, it's you. <laughs> but uh, even uh, like with Nazis, you can still find some old Nazi videos out there of just monkey heads opening their mouths and looking around and stuff, but they're not attached to a body. So recently decapitated or? No, they're, keep, they they're keeping something? it alive. How? Keeping blood flow to the brain and keeping oxygen flowing through it. Huh. That's all very interesting. Because that's what that's what kills you. But even like a electrical impulse is going off in your brain. That's why even a person can be dead for three or four days, and all of a sudden their hand might jump or twitch or a finger might move. It's just electrical impulses left in the body that are just firing off the last of your brain cells dying pretty much. Well, yeah, you hear stories of coroners. Where you know where they'll tell you that the body moved, yeah, or it's twitched like, like or moaned or did something. Well, the and... the moaning is just gas. <laughs> but to be honest, that's all it is. Is you oh, know yeah. your body's decomposing and gas is going to build up on the inside and it's got to get it find a way bloat, out. Yeah, it's got two ways out: your mouth or your ass. Yeah, which is why they shove butt plugs in them. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious there. Uh, everyone dies with a butt plug because they don't. Last thing you want everyone is, dies with a butt plug. Everyone dies with a butt plug. <laughs> uh, the last thing you want is to be showing the body at a funeral, and all of a sudden, a bunch of fucking shit leaks out of its ass and just fucking reeks of death. You don't want that. That'll ruin the funeral. So they they plug up the holes. <laughs> serious. I did not. I did not know that, but there's, it makes perfect sense. I there's guess. even a special butt plug for dead people. It's got like uh, so. It's, it's does it screw in? It does. Keep it in place. I, I, honestly, it does. <laughs> it's, the tip of it looks like a normal butt plug. <laughs> then once you get past the tip, it gets wide, so it basically rips the skin and oh. keeps itself in there. And it's big. It's a big screw-looking device, and it's so it doesn't come out. Everyone dies with a butt plug. Yep, so even the most homophobic people will go to their grave with a butt plug in their ass. <laughs> oh, how appropriate. <laughs> Back in the 1600s, Princess Elizabeth of Bohemia carried on a correspondence with René Descartes, who was trying to defend mind-body dualism. And Elizabeth demands, no, how could something immaterial like the soul affect something material like the brain or the body? Descartes was never able to answer that question, and these days, science has gone way beyond that. We know a lot more about what is happening. We can literally see memories being formed. We can see the chemical changes in neurons. So the soul is supposed to also have memories. How do the memories get from the neurons to the soul? We know that brains often have false memories in them. Do the, does the soul in the afterlife carry those false memories, or are they somehow corrected after death? Well, what else do we got? Ah, uh, those were the two stories I bought up for Halloween stuff. Okay, well, should we just move on to some regular newsy stuff then? Yeah, we're moving along in time right now. Okay. 
I forgot what time it was when we started. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I queued up this uh, story to, from Michelle uh, Bachman. She's she's not in office anymore, right? She's lost. No, her, yeah, she, she lost the last last election. She got well. She didn't lose. She just didn't run again. Okay. She just yeah. So why the fuck? She's is she like st- I I'm not going to run anymore. Why? Jesus has more important things for me and Marcus to be doing. Yeah. Why does crazy stay relevant in the news? Uh, people keep giving her airtime, just like Fuck, we're going to be doing. Here. I know. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because now we're doing it. But we're giving her. Uh, f- Fuck her. And I don't really want to. She's crazy. She might. This this uh, comes to us from Right Wing Watch. Actually, I think the bulk of our stories this evening will be coming from Right Wing Watch. Uh, this says that on a recent episode of his Life Today program, televangel- televangelist James Robison has been airing portions of a gathering that he hosted featuring dozens of religious right pastors and activists urging conservative Christians to vote in the upcoming election. Robison has addressed Donald Trump campaign events in the past and has vocally supported the GOP presidential nominee, so it was not much of a secret that the program was meant to rally support for Trump. On today's episode, former Representative Michelle Bachman, and this was aired, well, this was posted just today. Yeah, probably this uh, weekend. Uh, former Representative Michelle Bachman, who, like Robison, is a member of Trump's spiritual advisory board, Ooh. declared that Christians are, quote, the largest voting bloc in the United States, end quote. So so does a Christian advisory board pick the boys for him to molest? Oh, he's being sued for rape of an underage child, right? Yeah, so I mean, that's what I'm figuring that, that that's what his board does. They're like, oh, this boy is quiet. And clean. So he won't talk, and you'll have a good time. Uh, As such, conservative Christians must rally to elect leaders who reflect, quote, biblical moral values, because we won't have necessarily this option for four four years from now. Jesus Christ. She, She speaks so terribly that I have a hard time even reading what she's said. So I'm not even going to try anymore. I'm just going to play the sound clip from her. uh, (laughs) It looks like she's sitting in the audience. So the opening of the video looks like she's pre-orgasmic right here. (laughs) The largest voting bloc in the United States are the believers. The faith community is the largest voting bloc. And what is amazing to think... That bothers me. True, that, if you look at people who have any type of religious belief, yes, they are the, the largest voting block. But they're not conservative Republican. Right. All the time. Well, and within that voting block, you have Jews, Christians, yep. Hindus, Muslims, all, people of all stripes of religious yeah. belief. And she's lumping them all together. She might as well just say that humans are the largest voting block, <laughs> right? They're not. They're not a united front. They yeah. fucking disagree with each other on their oh, own yeah. religions all the fucking time. So yes, it is true that if you group all different types of religious people together, yes, they do make up the largest voting block. But that's a stupid thing to say. Yeah, is that the choice is in our hands? We get to make the decision about whether or not we will have leadership. We're unlike other nations in that we get to choose who our leaders will be. And will those leaders... Does she think that no other nation votes for their leaders? Is she that fucking stupid? Well, some don't. In some nations, it's a requirement that you vote. 
Some it's a requirement, some you don't get to vote, but she's the way she's speaking, you would think that the United States is the only nation on the face of the fucking planet that has democratically elected leaders. I honestly believe some of these people believe that, that the United States is the only free country where we get to vote and have a democratic system. I honestly believe some of these people think that. I wouldn't put it past Michelle Bachman that that's what she thinks. Reflect the values, the biblical moral values that we know are true. That's right, all you Muslims. You need to represent the yeah. biblical moral, moral values. values. <laughs> or will we choose to l- allow truth to be poured out in the street? What? Pour out truth in the street? Well, everyone should be allowed to have the truth. So if you pour it out in the street, it's there for everyone. Oh, right. She's yeah. just sharing. Yeah. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Because there is a certainty that will follow. Either one of these choices, a certainty will follow. And that's they will be why president? Been- that, again, that's just more fucking nonsense. She's just saying something that is true for anything. Well, I think... What- a certainty will follow. Well, no fucking shit, dumbass. I-, I think the certainty she's trying to allude to is one will be evil. Blech. And one will be less evil. She's a turd. <laughs> think that's what we need to remember. It is urgent we won't have necessarily this option four years from now eight years from now 12 years from now but we have an opportunity right now no and i know that i'm dedicated right now there's no tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) every single day until the day of the election to speak truth anywhere that i can speak truth and also to share from one who was on the front line in washington dc the urgency of what's at stake so we've got to get our act together fast and in a way that's going to glorify a holy god and that's what we need to remember jeremiah taught of the temple he was a bullfrog right yes okay that the law of the temple is absolute holiness Uh, absolute holiness oh my that's what as believers is Jesus in Jesus Christ that we have to remember. And Jesus is, it is Jesus a holy Christ. God that we obey. Well, maybe you should get some new clothes. we obey him, <laughs> we receive his blessing in our land. And let's embrace that now. I cannot believe. Either can I. I refuse to believe. Same here. And here I thought he was a believer. <laughs> <laughs> That God is real. I know. Would give birth to this nation. <laughs> well, it's kind of a big thing to come yeah, out of the I, vagina. I don't believe that either. No. I think you bumped up my volume. I'm all of a sudden very loud. Oh, uh, did I? Maybe. As you're hitting the mute button. Oh, that's a little better. Okay. Warmer, warmer. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to see the devil destroy it. I refuse it. to believe that, and I will not believe that. I will stand against that. I will pray against that, and I will work against that with every fiber of my being as long as I'm on this planet. Well, keep doing that because it does absolutely jack shit. <laughs> yeah, great job so far, dummy. <laughs> I believe with all my heart there's no way... I can complete a sentence without stopping. You could beat me within an inch. He's, 
You can tell he started saying something. He's like, fuck, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> Quick, make up something. Make up it's something. Like, it's like, well, I learned in my seminary, seminary, seminary school, my seminary school, that I can only say three sentences or three words at a time. Then I got to pause to make dramatic pauses between everything so people believe me more. In my Skeksy school. <laughs> <laughs> you could beat me within an inch of my life and I wouldn't change it. What about a half an inch? I believe we're seeing the rebirth of this nation. Yeah, it's getting pretty bloody out there. Every fiber of my being. I pray to God and, and, and I, I hold to my faith and lean not to my own understanding. <laughs> you don't have that, an understanding of anything. Because yeah, you don't understand it? Is that, is that why? I'm guessing that's why. Uh. Own understanding. That this is going to be a quick recovery and, and that we're right on the doorstep of the greatest rebirth this place has Wait. ever known. Wait, he's, he's, he's thinking from what? Well, if, if he's a evangelical Christian and if he's waiting for a rebirth and it's going to be a quick recovery, it's like, what do you think we're going to have a quick recovery for your fucking apocalypse to come here and kill everyone well yeah what the fuck is he talking about a quick recovery I, and rebirth from what i guess the blacks? damage that trump has wrought on our country thus far from abortion but, and gay marriage <laughs> if it's one night or if it's for the rest of my life i'll not change oh well, we know that refuse to believe anything else we know that I teach my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren they will not dare say anything else in my presence. Praise <laughs> God. Well, you're a fucking dick. Yeah, I'm going to scare the shit out of my yeah. children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren so they won't say anything contrary to what I teach them. Well, then that really just kind of makes you a fucking bully, doesn't it? I want to... I don't want to raise free-thinking children. I want them to do exactly as they're told. I want to I want to raise up tiny little slaves from the time they come out of their mother's fucking wombs until the time they're in the grave. They're going to be my own little slaves. I should I should we should find where he lives and go to his house and like knock on his door and like, "Hey sir, Jesus came to me last night and he told me that I get to rebirth the nation. I flushed <laughs> down the toilet this morning by accident. I'm sorry." <laughs> he talked to me. Amen. <laughs> I intend to, with every breath and every fiber of my being, you talk said that. this yeah. is the most glorious nation that has ever drawn breath on the face of this earth. <laughs> Glory to God. The nation and as we stand no. with God, for God, through God, in God, with God. With, Who's laughing only, at him? He wants not to us. Be, he wants to be all up in God. He would love God to slip his godly dick into his <laughs> ungodly butthole god with god with, not only that in god we trust but in in god we have given everything i will not believe that we'll bow our knee at the most important place in 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 history's history <laughs> Every knee will bow. What the fuck? This guy doesn't even know what the hell he's saying. He's just spouting shit I off. I mean, look at that look on his face like, I don't know what I said, but it was good. Every mouth will confess. Every knee will bow. Yeah. Or, whatever the fuck, however the fuck that goes. He's just saying that, it, no, that's not going to happen. I don't know. I think you're wrong there, at least according to the teachings that you've spoken yeah. about before. This is it. This is it. We're in it. Glory to God. 
<laughs> Glory to God. It's one thing. <laughs> James, I, I was saying about when I, I walked in here tonight, and, and I, I see all this firepower. Glory to God. <laughs> hey. All this firepower. firepower. Glory to God. This he's shooting duds. He's out of his mind. Oh, yeah. It, it's one thing to win the first game of the season. But this is Super Bowl, brother. And we're going to take it. And we're going to take it hard. And- <laughs> that could be. We need to take that audio from that clip right there and have some fun with it. Uh, I'm going to chop this up. It's going to be awesome. I mean, he's talking about getting on his knees, taking it hard. Every fiber of his being. Oh, that could be there, there could be and some we're going to take it strong with <laughs> overwhelming faith and spiritual force. I believe it with every fiber, fiber of, of my, my existence. Oh, existence. existence. Oh, Amen. Amen. Jesus. I, 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 um, you know, when we talk about things that scare us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, these that people, guy, yeah. yeah, people like that. Because they're 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 given a platform to speak on, and people believe them and and trust these people and think, yep, that what that guy said is right. Yeah, that scares me. Well, they're just so deluded, and he he confesses that nothing would ever change his mind. Exactly. That's why I love the thing, like you're talking earlier about the Ken Ham. Um, if nothing Bill will debate. ever change your mind, why bother interacting with yeah. people? That's. I, I like learning things. Apparently, he doesn't. No. And that's why I had an argument with someone about that once. When they're saying, oh, yeah. "Oh, you're just, you're just, you know, don't accept anything," and you're close minded. Close minded. I'm like, no. I'm like, you're fucking close minded. He's like, well, how do you? What do you mean by that? I'm like, you're the one that's not going to accept any evidence or anything that's fucking shown to you. You think God did everything and created everything. You're fucking closed off, closed minded, and won't fucking look. And he's like, no, that's not true. I'm like, how's that fucking not true? If your explanation is God did everything, you're fucking closed minded. If that's the you're answer not, for everything and you say that you're not going to change your mind on it, you're how, can minded. You, how is that not the definition it's of being closed-minded? Yeah. Which is why I loved Bill Nye's answer to the question, what would make you change your mind? Evidence. Evidence. Yeah. Then Ken Ham, what would make you change your mind? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> gotcha. See, we have a book. Yeah. That's a bunch of horseshit. Uh, we have another one. This is oh. Wayne Allen Root. I don't even know how this guy can... Yeah, people are fucking coming out of the woodworks and using the most fucked up way to defend Trump. This, what bothers me are all of these religious sycophants who who are coming out in defense of Trump, as if he, as if Trump has ever really expressed any religious belief prior to running for president. No, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about with religion most of the time. Anything misquoting that he Bible, these days, and, yeah, misquoting or misnaming or yeah, uh, mislabeling Bible passages when he goes to quote them. And he has to have this spiritual advisory board because he has no he has no soul himself. He's yeah. a soulless fucking twat. Anyway, this comes to us also from right from Right Wing Watch. That says the the title is Wayne Allen Root. Trump never groped women because he's quote one of the handsomest billionaires that's ever lived. And you know what I hear when he says that one of the handsomest billionaires that ever lived and he never groped women. That these women wanted him to because he's a handsome billionaire. That's disgusting. Yeah. He, he's a handsome billionaire, so of course these women wanted him to grab yeah. them by the pussy. Now, if he was an ugly, poor guy and he did it, yeah, they don't want That's that. That's different. That's different. That's di- you're an ugly, poor guy. Yeah. You can't go around grabbing pussies. 
We reserve that for the handsome billionaires. That's disgusting. Uh, The story reads, Donald Trump, Donald Trump loving sycophant and ardent conspiracy. That's nice. They use the word sycophant. I just said that. And ardent conspiracy theorist Wayne Allen Root was a guest on The Real Side radio show last week where he told host Joe Messina that Trump has never groped a woman in his life despite having been recorded bragging about doing so because he is, quote, one of the handsomest billionaires that's ever lived, end quote, and has been sent by God to, quote, save us all, end quote. Root rejoiced that Trump's army of deplorable supporters have now taken over the GOP, warning that these, quote, savages are intent on burning Washington, D.C. to the ground. Quote, Donald Trump is a middle finger to Washington, D.C., Root crowed, before warning Christians that they cannot sit on the sideline in this election because Hillary Clinton and the Democrats are, quote, coming to take our Bibles away. If you're a Christian, you just can't spend your life worrying about the words of Donald Trump from 11 years ago or what women he groped 30 years ago. I don't believe any of it anyway. Well, if you don't fucking believe it, then why are you why are you saying that it doesn't matter if he did it or not? Yeah. I believe Donald Trump is one of the handsomest billionaires that's ever lived. Sounds like oh. somebody wants a high hard one from the Donald himself. And has a skewed v- version of what's handsome. I don't think he ever had to grope a single woman. I think they threw themselves at yeah. him, so it's all a lie. That is the most That's, sexist yeah. fucking thing <laughs> I've read all week long. And I hear from a lot of really stupid people. The man isn't a perfect Christian, Root admitted. It's not even a Christian. But he is, quote, the perfect guy sent from God and from central casting. What? <laughs> To be the vicious guy we needed to save America, save capitalism, fight the Clinton crime cartel, and save Christianity from these vicious, vicious people. They're terrible. Dirty people and the nice guy could have never won this war. Only a dirty player could win the war, so I think Donald's the perfect guy, sent by God to fill the perfect role and save us all. Only a... So God sent a dirty player who gropes women to save everybody. Yeah. God... It has some fucked up plans. And I didn't know God had a central casting agency either. No, this is news to me as well. Yeah. L- let's hear it straight from the roots, man. Uh, this ought to be good. I- if you're a Christian, you just can't spend your life worrying about the words of Donald Trump from 11 years ago and 30 years ago. Or what women he groped 30 years ago. I don't believe any of it anyway. I believe Donald Trump was one of the handsomest billionaires that's ever lived. If you're a Christian, you can't worry about those things. No. What the fuck is he talking about? Well, obviously they don't worry about it when their own people are doing a lot of it. Shouldn't Christians who who purportedly want to do what's right and good and moral, aren't they the ones who should be most concerned yeah. about these things? It, especially when they claim the highest of moral ground. <sighs> I don't think he ever had a grope a single woman ever. I think they threw themselves at him. So it's all a lie. They all are, you know, they're... And the guy in the background is fucking laughing. Yeah. Giggling. Oh, yeah, these women, I'm sure that they just ran at Donald Trump pussy first. They they, they put down their, their aprons and got out of that kitchen and left the baby behind and just went to go fuck them. They're Democrats right now, and they just want to see Trump lose, or they're looking for a payday, they're looking for money and a National Enquirer $100,000 payoff, or they really uh, had sex with Donald Trump, and now they want to claim it was not consensual because uh, they think there's a payday. Oh, they, oh sure. They're liberal and they want to beat him. Oh, sure, the, the radio host says. Oh, sure, Joe Messina says. 
right. So it, it's all nonsense. All that matters is the man isn't a perfect Christian. I can tell you that much. The man is the man is what I think. He's a perfect guy sent from God. He's not a perfect Christian, but he's a perfect, perfect guy, guy sent, sent from, from God. God. Okay. I'm sensing some logical problems there. Yeah. And from, and from central casting to be the vicious guy we needed to save America, save capitalism, fight the Clinton crime cartel, and save Christianity from these vicious, vicious people. They're terrible, dirty people, and a nice guy could have never won this war. Only a dirty no. player could win the war. So I think Donald's the perfect guy sent by God to fill the perfect role and save us all. That's fucking horrific. Uh, yeah. <laughs> save us from what? From these vicious, vicious, dirty people. Ah. Referring to the women that are claiming Donald Trump groped yeah. them. Donald Trump but, isn't the vicious, vicious, dirty person who groped these women. These women, women are the vicious, vicious, dirty people. But the one that have come forward and said that uh, Bill raped them are telling the truth. Oh, uh, every one of them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. There's no way they would come forward with a story like that that wasn't true. No. Fuck, fuck that guy. I mean, even even if those ones were 40 years ago. Fuck that true. guy in particular so hard. Just fuck him. Fucking fuck him in the ass. What an asshole. You know, you know what we should do one of these weekends? Fuck that guy? <laughs> or fuck with those guys. <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you suppose that we would do that? These guys all got call-in talk shows. Oh. You think we could get through? I think we could get through if we're talking dumb enough. <laughs> I'm calling. I want to talk to Alex Jones and tell him I think Donald Trump is the man that we need, and here's why: because that lying slut Hillary Clinton. Maybe Just, we could get on there. We probably could. You know, I was I was listening to NPR one day, and it was fucking. It was it was funny. And it just worked out perfectly. This guy called up. They were talking about uh, cell phones and technology and stuff. And this guy calls up and he's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I think this is great. I love technology. And, and he's totally, totally calm, totally normal. Like, like he seems he seems very interested in the yeah. topic at hand. He's talking, talking, talking. He's like, I just love the new technology, you know, the, the smartphones and everything. They're wonderful. They help me keep in close contact with people that I know text messaging is wonderful. We just live in an, in an amazing age and the host is like, Oh yeah, you know, technology is great. And yeah, it does help a lot of people with a lot of different things. And the guy's like, and then if you put your phone on vibrate and stick it between your ass, <laughs> <laughs> when you get a call or a notification, there's just this wonderful warm feeling that flows through your entire body or some shit like that. And the host was just like, okay, well, thanks for calling in. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm driving home from work while listening to it going, oh my God, I can't believe this guy just called in and said that. And the host was just like totally cool the whole time. Yes. Well, thank you very much for your perspective and for calling in. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll, you know, we'll move on to our next caller. Uh, some people are into different things. <laughs> I just thought it was fucking hilarious <laughs> that he actually got through and they actually played that on the air. And I was like, well, oh my well, God. A lot of them are live. <laughs> So we've got no choice but to just roll with just, it. Yeah, just go. Okay, well, moving on to our next <laughs> caller. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com. 
by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL or Twitter the twatter at TGI Podcast. Thanks, bitches. <laughs> Next up, we have your favorite and mine. Uh, I don't know if we want to go that far. Mr. Alex Jones, who who says that if Trump loses, a world war will kill one third of the world's population. That was a good impression of him. Thank you. I've, I've been working on it here and there. Ah. When I when I really want to make my throat sore, <laughs> <laughs> just smoke a bunch of cigars. <laughs> Let's hear what this jackass has to say today. In your gut, and I always go back to gut. <laughs> Because my brain doesn't work so well, but yeah. my gut is the thing that really makes me poop. When it gurgles, I really get these <laughs> these emotions coming, and I think they're true. <laughs> when I really need the shit to flow, it's my gut that I depend on. Yes. But also intellectually, you're a smart guy. What Thank do you, you. think is coming? What, what are we facing? Because the energy level in the world, everybody feels it. Uh, this is a special election right now. Yeah, it's I shoved the fork in the outlet. We're at a- <laughs> I've really felt that energy. Everybody feels it right now. Yeah. Worldwide is special. We're at a decision time, and, and and I think in my gut I know if we don't elect Trump, I think in my gut that's called gas. I don't think in my brain pan. Yeah. I think in my gut. That's the problem. Jesus is in the gut. Ah. If we don't elect Trump, but beyond that, if we don't all start making the right decision to stand up and speak out, I believe we're going to come under great judgment, and and, and I believe. There's going to be a total worldwide financial meltdown and probably a world war. And I think, <gasps> I think, like the Bible says, I think a third or more of the population is going to be killed. Like the Bible says, it's well, it's, it's been true so and that's, far. That's if we don't elect Trump, yeah. who doesn't understand why we don't use nuclear weapons as a yeah. first option. Maybe Trump is a false prophet who thinks other nations should have access yeah. to nuclear weapons. Who? Well. Who de- who denigrates people of other nations, other ethnicities, other races as being lesser than, says that he's going to build a dividing wall between us and Mexico and yep. and somehow force the Mexicans to pay for it. That yep. Donald Trump, that, that Donald Trump is not the person who will lead us to war. It's somebody else. And no. that if we don't elect no. that Donald Trump, that that will result in war. I don't I don't understand how any of that figures into any bit of logic or reason. Yeah, especially when that man. But we are listening to Alex Jones. We so. should go to war. Uh. Yeah, we're clearly uh, uh, in a in a fight with globalism and nationalism, whether it's uh, uh, the, the the Brexit or what's going on in Marine Le Pen in France. Uh, 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 the globalists have come out. Hillary has, has, has announced she's the globalist candidate. Trump's ah. the nationalist candidate. He wants to make America great mm. again. I remember and that That's speech. the great battle. And this this globalism, the Bible predicts, is going to happen. And the, the so this person speaking is joining Alex Jones via Skype, it looks like. This is uh, Curve's fitness founder and consummate conspiracy theorist, Gary Heaven. In case you are wondering who's who's speaking to Alex fucking Jones. The Bible tells us that it's going to be led by the Antichrist himself. Uh, you know, you're going to have to take the mark of the beast to buy or sell. Uh, th- this was written 2,000 years ago. And even the ability to, to require people to take a mark to buy or sell was even conceivable then. They're suddenly on every funny. channel, NBC, CBS, Fox, Dr. Oz, all saying take a mark. Dr. Oz is a channel? It is. Oh. I'll have to make sure that that's not part of my DirecTV subscription. YouTube.com slash Dr. Oz. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. 
all saying, take a mark to buy and sell, make yourself say, they're now saying it. Yeah, get, they want a cashless um, society because it's going to reduce Oh, that crime. came out in the WikiLeaks. Apple wants a total cashless society. Sorry. That'd be well, great. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I, I love, I, I've got Samsung Pay on my phone. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, I got I, it on my watch too, so now I can just tap my watch and I pay can't, for shit. I can't remember the last time I used cash. I did earlier today, but it's it's very infrequently yeah. that I use cash for anything. I mean, even at work, because we you know we do shift dinners and we use a cash app, where like Venmo or something, or what? No, it's, do you called, mean, it's, uh, it's actually called the Cash App, uh-huh. where I can go, oh Nick, here's four four dollars for dinner, and I just grab his name, send it, and he comes up on his phone and shows in his account that Ryan Duffy sent him four dollars. Nice. Yeah, I, I've used Venmo in the past. You can send money through Facebook. Yeah. Fucking, it's all over the place, and it's so convenient and nice. Why? I'd rather, I'd much rather give people something that smells like ass sweat. And on the nationalist versus globalism thing, I mean, you got to be honest and be with the times. We live in a global economy. Mm-hmm. We live in a very global world. The um, internet has made it a more global, global society. So you need to think globally and not nationally. And if you only think nationally, you're going to be left in the dust. And, yeah. And we'll rue the day, sir. Hoo-hoo gold? Hoo-hoo gold. <laughs> Total cashless society. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, man, if people can't see what's going on right now, they're, they're well, they're deluded. Can right? they even see the symbol? What is the symbol of Apple? An apple? Yeah. An apple? That's the yeah. Apple company? Yeah. And if, and if you're so afraid of them, why do you have an Apple phone? I was just thinking the same thing. Like, that's that's not just a prop. It has a fucking case, case. on it. That's, that's your phone, phone, dickhead. That's your own fucking phone that you're saying is part of this global conspiracy, and it's yeah. your fucking phone that you put a fucking case on. Stupid motherfucker. And with all the conspiracies he believes, I'm surprised there isn't, like, duct tape over the fucking camera. <laughs> what a gigantic fucking dickhole this guy is. Jesus Christ. They're a big conspiracy, but I'll support it. <laughs> yeah, Satan's uh, apple he gave to Eve. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, man. Where in the Bible does it say you it was an apple? You are making it up, though. That's the whole yeah. fucking point. Where in the Bible does it say an apple? In the Garden of... No, it doesn't say apple. Oh, the fruit. Fruit. Yeah. Is apple the only fruit? Well... People assume... Traditionally and throughout whatever throughout people have- Said the throughout apple, artistic but, uh, renditions of it yeah. that's Ate the, the only place yeah. where the apple comes from is artistic renditions of it artists put an apple in the painting because it was the easiest peach. it could have been a peach a, peach a plum or, or a pear or it could have been a, be, it's just a circle that's it could have been a fucking pineapple you don't have to make an apple shape it's just an orange but <laughs> the red it probably has to do with the color red and is why they chose uh, apple i'm betting for the uh, for an artistic Point of view, red devil. But it, it, that's your fucking phone, Alex yeah. Jones, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's crazy, isn't it? <sighs> no, you're crazy. No, you're crazy, yeah. It's not crazy. Fucking, you're fucking crazy. Uh, well, we're, we're getting near the end right now, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if we want to try to keep on some kind of time. Well... We have I have two more stories queued up. They're both they're both pretty short. Okay. They're both really short things. Both of them dealing with Donald Trump, both of them claiming uh. that God has called Donald Trump. I 
why do Christian conservatives do this all the time? I know, I understand they're trying to mobilize their base, but at what point is their base going to wake up and go, oh, wait, you said that about Marco Rubio. You, yeah. You said that about Ted well, Cruz. Michelle Bachman said that about herself. Uh, fucking, what's, what's the, what's the fat guy? Christy? Well, Christy has said that. But no, I'm thinking about the guy who ran for president and was on Fox News. Always, uh, he used to be very, very large. Now he's a little bit skinnier, but he um, always talks about um, the guy like the Jerusalem dude. That's like yes. Um, uh, uh, what the fuck's his name? I can't think of it right now. He's it's on he's, the tip of my tongue. He's crazy too. I can't. Anyway, uh, they've they've all claimed Ben Carson. All of them. Yeah. They've well, all claimed to have been picked by God, or they spoke to God, and God told them to run, and they were going to be the next president. But the thing is, they're going to save us all. They all claim God picked them. When has Donald Trump? He never during any of the debates or any of those things saying God picked him. Now Everyone all of these else other are, yeah. is saying God picked him. Well, Donald Trump recently has been comparing himself to Jesus Christ. Yeah, recently, but in the past, it was people were like. God spoke to me. He said, I'm here to become the next person. Donald Trump never talked like that. So Donald Trump on stage talking about, oh, yeah, yeah I, you know, I came here. I worked as a carpenter for my father yeah. when I was young. And nobody's going to suffer these slings and arrows for <laughs> you, but I will. You <laughs> asshole. Let's uh, see. We've got Lance Wallnow. Donald Trump was sent by God. I don't know who Lance Wallnow is. Well, this was while appearing on Jim Baker's The Prophet uh, Speak, there, religious there. right activist and Donald Trump supporter Lance Wallnow said that Trump had been sent by God to save America. Let's hear what he has to say about it. The moment I went to Trump Towers, the Lord said to me, your assignment is Donald Trump and oh, the you're American Unraveling. Donald I had Trump. to literally stop what I was working on and say, well, first of all, what is it about Donald Trump? He's just a candidate running with like 15 or 16 other candidates. What makes him any different than anyone else? He's the biggest asshole of them all. <laughs> He's the one who likes to grab women by the pussy. Yeah. That's the difference. That's what sets him apart. And the Lord said, Donald Trump is a wrecking ball to the spirit of political correctness. And uh, immediately, I knew that he was going to redefine the entire narrative of how electoral politics was going to operate in America. People want to treat him as though he's some kind of a, an aberration, a fluke, when in fact he isn't. He is the... Uh, he no, he's not. He's the product of um, all of the bigotry, hatred, and, and vile nastiness that the Republican Party and the conservative religious right has put up for the last few decades. Yes. Donald Trump is the result of that. He is the single um, candidate that God, from the beginning, had separated Bullshit. from a pack of, by the way, very great evangelical candidates for running. <laughs> What? <laughs> and so with all of this power and God's backing, why isn't Donald Trump running away with this race right now? Yeah. Why isn't he fucking – why isn't he ahead of Hillary Clinton by double digits? Oh, because Satan is on Hillary's side and he's fighting a good fight right now with God. So God's weaker than Satan? Yes. Is that, is that yeah. the moral of the story here? Yeah. That's, that's the outcome? Fire always wins. Mm. What was it about Donald Trump that – that attracted the Lord. I'll tell you what I believe it is. The uh, at the end, the Lord He's, likes to grab people by the pussy too. Yeah, and money. <laughs> Scam artists. Oh, right. Bankruptcies. Mm -hmm. He likes people to take care of the take advantage of the system. Hmm. The uh, at the end of my first trip to Trump Towers, I was in a meeting with the original group of evangelicals who were gathered together, 
And I came home and said, why am I even involved with electoral politics? This isn't really what I want to do. And I'm then I looked at the check he gave me. And, stuff like that. <laughs> and the Lord said something interesting. He said, I'm answering your prayer. And I said, what prayer? And the Lord said, every time you pray in tongues, you say you want to see America get restored and saved. He's what? having this he's having this back and forth conversation with with, with God. But he's also talking about prayer. So does the prayer is, is well, the prayer like is that your pager to God and then he comes and you I have think this so. little conversation back because and forth? Because he said when he was speaking in tongues, which he didn't know what he was saying when he's speaking in tongues, obviously. Uh-huh. God told him, Oh, that was you saying that you wanted help for America and I'm giving it to you now. Well, like you have to have a monologue before you can have a dialogue yeah. with, with the man upstairs. Probably. He I mean, you probably gotta talk to his secretary. Uh, Josiah, um, and he's a bitch. <laughs> I just I don't understand that. Like he's praying and then he's having a dialogue. I don't I don't. See America get restored and saved, and I'm getting you involved. And I realize it. I had never actually, for a moment, thought. And I'm Pentecostal. I'm unabashedly Pentecostal. I, I think the gifts of the Spirit are indispensable to what we've got to do. I think Daniel operated the way that he did because he was, he was moving in the gifts of the Spirit. And I feel that, you know, I'm praying in the Spirit all the time, and I'm actually asking God to change and save America, and evidently he must be getting involved with Donald Trump. Evidently he must love the pussy grabber. <laughs> He's getting involved with the Donald Trumps. Hmm. God just needed a loan. God picks some really shitty fucking candidates. I mean, some why, really awful people as his representatives. He does. You've got Catholics raping children. Yep. Donald Trump groping women. Y- yes. These are all God's emissaries. People handpicked by God to be his representative here on earth. Fucking nonsense. And whatever happened to no one can actually talk to God? No one hears the voice of the Lord. I think it was that you wouldn't see the face of him. I thought it was also the voice. Like you would, like that's why. Jesus was there. I don't know. I thought I thought it was just the face. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to see the face of God, but I could be wrong. I'm gonna do while 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 slot bucket man is talking. I'm gonna Google. <laughs> so Ryan made reference to the our, our last story of the <laughs> evening, which is Jim Baker saying that God has called Donald Trump to save America, just like all of these other fucktards have said throughout the evening. I'm not supposed to t- tell you this. But I have. It's a big well, secret. It's a God. Oh well, Jesus! <laughs> he was quiet, so I was giving him a little more volume. I was like, "Oh shit!" God told me I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Don't tell God that I told you. He'll never know. Okay, this will just be our little secret. Yes, but I have eyewitnesses. Donald Trump is a very tender man, and he weeps. He wants to please God more than anything else. He wants to be president of the United States in honor and make things right in this country because he loves God Almighty. God has called, I believe, Donald Trump. I have talked to prophets who believe... 
<laughs> did you see the face on the woman standing next to him when he said that? Like she's Never. just kind of listening and he's talking and she's like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> watch, watch her face. I have talked to prophets who believe that. <laughs> I, I have talked to pastors <laughs> who believe that. I have talked to so many, especially some of the prophets. What Which would prophets Jesus are these? Do? <laughs> would Jesus vote to kill babies? No. What? <laughs> I don't think Jesus would have voted for a goddamn thing. I don't think he's an American citizen, so he can't vote. And... And Jesus just did like he didn't. He wasn't like well, I don't know. Maybe I should vote. Look, who are who are who should I support during this election? I am not sure. No, no. Would Jesus vote? No. No. People that lie and steal into office, like Donald fucking Trump. Who lies and steals, steals the services of people, yeah. and then doesn't fucking and pay them for it? Admits it, too. Whoa, that was, I peeked out right there. <laughs> I got too close to the microphone. <laughs> he, Donald Trump lies, that's all he does. He just lies, and he steals. Whoa. Good God, that was loud, and now I can't even hear myself. I can, I can hear myself. I can't hear myself. That what was weird. Over there? I don't know. I just turned the PC thing off. That was it. I'm all quiet now. Oh, there we go. Now all I can right. hear me again. We've it, recovered. That that peaked out really quick. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that about wraps it up for us this evening. Yeah. We, we missed Matthew, but uh, you guys didn't have to miss him as much because you got to hear from him this evening. So. True. Thanks for sending those in to us, Matt. Yeah. Uh hope... Danielle recovers and does very well. Sorry to hear about your car, man. We'll have to, I'll have to give you a call, figure out what happened and, and get the whole story and shit. Cause that, that sounds pretty terrible, man. I'm sorry that happened, but we'll be doing another show next week. Yes, we will. Like we always do about this time. This same time, same place, same dress code. And then the following week, we will have a special guest. Yes. That I will that I will announce next week. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun for the following week. Hey, you want to know a secret? What? I know who the special guest is. I know you know who the special <laughs> guest is. <laughs> uh, should be a lot of fun, uh, particularly for those of the Mormon faith or previously of the Mormon faith. Should be a whole lot of fun. And I have another guest lined up for another episode probably later in the month. Uh, that should also be a lot of fun. Oh. So I'm looking forward to them. Yeah, yeah. Both of them are very schooled in the ways of the Mormon religion and how much it is bullshit. We need to get an ex-Scientologist on sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah. I would like to get a Jehovah's Witness on the show. Like a, an actual Jehovah's Witness or an ex-Jehovah's Witness? Ex. Okay. Because a real Jehovah's Witness would not want to be down here no they would probably think this was some sort of torture dungeon and this is why we have insulated walls and stuff <laughs> they would just be they would be in the corner hugging their knees rocking silently back and forth in tears jesus save me jesus save me jesus save me jesus save me they they would they would not have a good time on this show and i'd be standing over them as they're rocking in the corner saying jesus save me and just be like ain't no jesus here son <laughs> You're fucking creepy. 
But thank you very much for tuning in, everybody, and we will chat at you next week. Bye-bye.
Matt's shitty audio newsies. <laughs> so I'm hoping these can be played during the show for a more organic feel and balanced in post. But if not, I understand. You know what that means? We can pause him at any point, say whatever we want, and he can't come back at us. <laughs> I don't know what any holes are for anything. <laughs> How many of these can we put in there during the show? Oh, I should have put our fa- my favorite limey friend, Dave. <laughs> Where's the stuff from Matt? Where did it go? I don't see it in there. Where's that? Where's that? I'm not a dog. Where'd it go, Ryan? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I fetch. I fetch. Who's a good I boy? Fetch. Who's a good boy? <laughs> like the one year I actually had candy at my house, one kid stopped by. You don't have any senile old people roaming around? Hey, trick or treat. I think that's who they thought I was when I got arrested that one time. 